Hello, hello, and welcome to Adapter Pals, where we take your favourite adaptions of the year and award them. My name is Jack, aka A Forgotten Donor, and joining me, as always, it's me, Dustin, aka Dustin. How you doing, hello. Dustin? Well, I'm pretty good. My That's arm good. really, really hurts. Because I got an injection yesterday. Oh, you did. And you, don't, you don't got the vaccine. You yeah. bloody sheep. Go get vaxxed, uh, everyone. I went against all moral <laughs> ideas and whatnot. And I, I let someone inject me. Next um, week, we're going to no, see you on InfoWars. And you'll be saying the worst possible thing <laughs> that you could ever say. Oh, my God. No, it's good. Get vaccinated. It will yeah, hurt for a day or so. Mm. But you will be better afterwards. This is my, like, third booster. It's a funny story. I was supposed to get it six months ago. Yeah, what happened Then I got COVID. Oh, that's what happened So I couldn't get it. And then after I had COVID, I went in to get it. But they're like, oh, how long did you have COVID? I'm like, oh, I literally just got out of isolation, like, two days ago. And then, like, come back in, like, a a few weeks. Once it's, like, completely out of your system. And then it's like, you know... One thing led to another, and here we are six months oh, yeah. later. But you I did haven't it. got it. You did it. Yeah, it was so funny because the doctor's like, I knew your last injection was last October. <laughs> oh, and no. Like, yes, it was. So now I have to wait like another three before I can get the fourth. And um, who knows? But anyways, so I got that. Get get vaccinated, it's everybody. Good. <clears throat> Please do. It That's is good. Pals. Promise. No, that's the wrong. <laughs> it's Adapter Pal's seal of approval. Yeah, there um, it is. And you know vaccine. you can trust us. <laughs> so it's this the best week... way to adapt yourself to a disease. Oh, that's the best adaption. Is the vaccine? <laughs> is adapting your body in new and exciting ways. <laughs> so this week, yeah, for our final episode of the year. We may do a secret uh, secret Game Awards episode, depending on how angry Dustin is. Oh, maybe. Um, when, is that? When, when is that? It's like next week they get announced, the fuck did I we, Why didn't we wait? Because, <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> this will be long enough. So, this week, rather than doing, like, big game pitches based on, like, Ant-Man or whatever, hmm. we're going to be talking awards and awarding some fun awards to... All of the uh, all of the adaptations, or some of the adaptations and sequels and spin-offs that came out like the last sort of twelve to fifteen months. Yeah. Very specific time frame. Um, but good. yeah, it's going to be exciting. We've got a lot of hilarious things lined up. But uh, before we start, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think. How do I do this? Oh. Thank you, everyone, oh. for joining us as we. Ask the question, the last 12 months of movies and TV, <laughs> awardable? That is not what the episode's going to be called, usually. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> awardable? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's real good. I, I've never done that one before, I don't it's know. Good. It went okay, I reckon. I've never done one of these. The, it's um, awardable, I reckon we can, let's find out if they're awardable. I, I agree. Um, yeah, so we're going to do that. But before we get into it, mm-hmm. have a few exciting announcements happened over the weekend or over the last couple of days. It is we'll get the second quick, day of the weekend. Worry. Get through it real quick. So, I don't know what event it was, like, because all the trailers came out. It must be, like, a is it because of the Comic-Con or uh, something? Uh, I don't know. It up. But basically, there's, like, four massive trailers came out. So we're just going to quickly breeze through them. Starting with, I believe, the worst one, Jack, 
What did you think about the Super Mario Bros. movie trailer number two? <laughs> I'm totally stealing this tweet. I don't remember who tweeted Ooh. it, but it very much made me laugh. Um, oh, just quickly, it was Comic-Con Expo or CCXP 22. Ah, uh, Comic-Con Experience 2022. Ah. Um, yeah, I'm stealing this tweet. I, I never knew that Wahoo could be said in lowercase. And I thought that was perfect. Because it was. It was, oh, like, look, I'll be honest. Chris Pratt, I thought, was a very funny choice for Mario. We shat on it. But I'm like, look, he was pretty good in Lego Movie. Yeah. He was not fantastic in the last trailer, but he wasn't the worst, you know? It wasn't like, it, Mushroom Kingdom here. That was pretty bad, actually, yeah. He's really bringing, like, just... 10% effort. Oh my god, yeah. It is just the every... Even like his little ha, ha, wah, the fall down, it doesn't sound like he's yeah. put any effort in. Yeah, no, he, not at He all. said exactly... He sounds like he is recording in his mum's basement <laughs> at like 1am and he doesn't want to wake her. That's yeah. the kind of like performance he's... You know in, like, movies or in some recording you hear, like, oh, they're yelling, but they're doing that whisper. Wahoo! I'm trying to be angry, but I'm doing that whispery angry because I want to be loud, but I can't be loud right now. I can't be loud because the movie has a very low budget and I don't want to peek the microphones or whatever. Wahoo! Like, that, it's, uh, it's very sad. And because the movie looks visually spectacular. It looks perfect. I'm like... Wow, that looks like a really high-end Mario movie trailer. Um, Everyone else kind sounds of... alright. Bowser, Jack yeah, Black, Bowser he is Jack Black. Good. He sounds good, though. Charlie He's Day like... Luigi, that's an inspired choice. That totally makes sense. And then you got um, Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach. She's pretty good. And, well, uh, She's not bad. The, the thing that's weird to me about that mm. is I just saw her latest movie, The Menu, which is spectacular. Like one of my films of the year but it's yeah. not an adaptation so we won't be talking about it <laughs> fuck but you she's really really good in it like she's just an incredible actress she's good in everything like she was in the northman earlier this year which was fantastic uh she's in this and i'm mm. like wow and i'm just like why are you in this shitty video <laughs> game movie doing a voice performance that probably anyone could do um yeah. and that's not a hit against her i'm like you're an amazing actress. What are you doing? Like, what have Nintendo offered you? <laughs> what are you getting paid to be here? Because it's yeah, surely it's not enough. Because I believe that she's not doing Robert Eggers' next film, because she do- has done, like, two out of three of his films. Like, she <laughs> did The Witch and then The Northman. He's doing, like, a vampire movie next. Um, Like, a sort of Nosferatu remake. And I'm like, she's not going to be in that. Because she's been doing Mario or whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm like, that's really odd. But yeah, so... I don't know, I think it doesn't look very good. Uh, yeah, look, Mario Kart yeah. was in the trailer. It was all the greatest hits, that was fun, but it's not good. Um, this movie is going to be visually perfect and content-wise the worst. Yeah, that is thankfully my, like... it goes for like an hour and 26 minutes or something. Oh, d- so. has that been released? Awesome. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it's like, I believe it's like an 86 minute movie. That's, I'm like, that's doable. That's mercifully brief. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll only was... have to listen to Chris Pratt going, woo, ha ha, yeah. wow. Well, I watched a video, someone put together a, like the trailer, but with uh, Charles Martinet yeah. um, 
uh, sound effects and everything. It made the jokes funnier. Mm. <laughs> like, it actually made the jokes funny, I would say. Um, it worked. It was a bit weird because, like, like, the music was off, but, like, it worked, and I was really happy with it. I'm just, yeah, I, I, the whole thing is gross, and I don't like that they're not using Charles and the rest of the cast. They could and just, I don't... like, yeah. the, um... The the Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, like those games, had Mario and Luigi silent. Which yeah. granted it's different in the game, but other than like the occasional wah wah woohoo like that was the only sounds they made. Yeah. And that was like played for laughs a lot of the time. Because there's a lot of dialogue in that game. Just do that. Have him only yeah. make sounds. That yeah. that'd be fine. And it's just know. crazy because like I think we talked about it last time we talked about this. People are like, oh, you need, like, name recognition from big Hollywood actors. Like, no, you don't. Mario is the most iconic video game character of all time. Like, Mm. you think video games, you think Mario. And also, it's dubbed in every single other country. Yeah. So, like, you're not selling it overseas. Like, you're not selling it in Japan based on Chris Pratt. They're selling it in Japan based on whatever. I think it's like, my mate was saying it's like a bunch of high-end anime voice actors are in it or something. Yeah, there you go. Um, Which is really cool. But it's like, you're selling it on those people, and you're selling it on the fact that it's literally Mario. Like, (laughs) this movie could have no audio. (laughs) <laughs> and it would sell because it's Mario. Um, so it's it's crazy. Anyways, moving on. Next came. What did come next? Um, let's do Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. We had a discussion before the pod started about this. It looks great. Neither of us yeah. care about Transformers. Yeah, pretty much. I'll watch it because I liked Bumblebee a lot. It's a really fun, really really fun movie. John I like. It's good. He's very good. Um, I like all the uh, classic Transformer designs, and Transforming Animals is really, really cool. <laughs> so, it's so dumb, but I like so I, I watched the trailer, and, you know, live just does chatting. I did not expect the monkey to talk. That was so funny. <laughs> Who's doing the... Uh, what's he his called? He's called Optimus Primal, I believe. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, it is. Um, oh, Optimus Primal, Christ alive! Also, Peter Cullen is just always fantastic. And uh, oh, it's Ron Perlman will be playing. <clears throat> will be playing That's Optimus so Primal. Good. That's so weird. He sounded great, mm. so I'm down for it. Um, Do you have anything to say yeah. other than like, oh, that looks alright? No, it looks really good. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm excited. So moving on. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones Icky. and the Dial of Destiny is uh, the first Indiana Jones movie to come out in now 14 years, I think. Last one was 2008, which is almost as long as the gap between 4 and 3. Um, oh, wow, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was like 2008. This is... Yeah, and the last one was something, but... um. All the CGI faces looked yucky. Look really they make weird. Want to vomit? De-aged Harrison Ford is sickening. I didn't hate it, but I'm just like, how can Disney? It's so odd because they did Michael Douglas and Tony Stark, or you know, mm. Robert Downey Jr. in Ant Man oh, and Civil Robert War. Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War is also disgusting. I he's always terrifying. thought he was terrifying and weird, but he looks like Robert Downey Jr. looked in the like the eighties oh, or the nineties. Like Harrison he does Ford look looks like, like him. 
young yeah. Harrison Ford. He just looks like young Harrison Ford who was taken over by an alien and they don't have life in their <laughs> eyes. Like, that's all. Yeah, um, I, I, I find it, like, fascinating. There we go. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, that's the third one. That came in 1989. Mm-hmm. So it had basically been 19 years, right. I think, between films when 14? 4 came out. And this is 14. Okay. Which is crazy. But yeah, I think that this looks, as an Indiana Jones film, looks really fantastic. I'm really, really excited about it, which I never thought it would be. Um, I think but I'm, the I'm the CGI same. CGI is very wonky. Indiana Jones is um, Transformers. I don't yep. really care about them. That's I think fair. another legacy, a legacy sequel to a legacy sequel is very funny. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think. It'll be fun to see Harrison Ford care about a movie again. Yeah. It'll be great to see him in the MCU and clearly hating his life. Oh my god, that was totally what it was. They were like, hey, he was like, oh, I want to make another Indiana Jones. And they're like, only if you do an MCU. And he's like, no, that I, I'd rather kill, I will crash my plane before I do an MCU. And they're like, well, no Indiana Jones then. And he was just, yeah. couldn't. He loves it too much. Oh, that's a good point. That probably is it. That's almost certainly what it was. And I don't think he's going to die either. A lot of people have talked about that he's going to die or something. I don't think that he will. He does love dying, though. Yeah, but Indiana Jones has never been like a movie series that's like super heavy on the pulling your heartstrings. They're very much fun adventure films and they just like make you feel good. I don't see how you can work in the tragic death of Indiana Jones. <laughs> you don't reckon um... it, it'll be the pass, passing of the torch, he'll die, and whoever takes over, they do it? Yeah, I mean, it could be that. I also don't mind if he dies, but I'm also like, I don't see how it would play out. Because none the of the heroes ever die. It could be. Yeah, some people are suggesting time travel. Um oh. The, the the idea that I heard, and I think, I don't hate it, but it's also ridiculous, is that they, the Dial of Destiny, because the movie's called The Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, mm-hmm. um, is that the Dial of Destiny is like a time travel device, and you, they go back in time to the original films and retcon the original films, and then this new character, Helena, takes over. Um, I'm like, I don't hate that if it means more fun adventure movies, but I don't Just see them it. doing something ridiculous like that because they did yeah. aliens in the last one and it was bad so oh, everyone loved it i think you yeah mean. anyways that's in yeah jones the dollar destiny i'm really keen and you're keen to see creepy faces i don't care but also we'll it's got second it's got mads mickelson as the villain and how good is he oh, he's pretty fantastic he looks pretty and damn jones. good i love toby <laughs> jones i was gonna say he looks pretty damn good in the ss uniform oh, so mm-mm. Anyways, up next <laughs> is your favourite one. Yeah, it is actually. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer. Weird trailer. Can't wait for the movie. Yeah, I think it'll be great. The movie looks incredible. All the Guardians movies are incredible. James Gunn is incredible. Yeah. This movie will be incredible, hopefully. And it looks like a much more emotional one. This looks yeah. like it'll... I mean, look, Guardians 2 was pretty emotional. But, like, oh, that funeral scene in Guardians 2 always makes it, oh. Oh, it's pretty good, eh? It breaks me. It's when Kraglin, like, when all the other Ravagers appear. Yeah. And Kraglin's looking out the window, and he just, like, is screaming because he's so emotional. Oh, that breaks me. Oh, it hits hits me hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. 
But yeah, I didn't like, like this be... trailer though. I thought that the trailer The didn't... trailer showed a lot. Yeah, it didn't wow me. Um But I I'm like, I know it'll be good because James Gunn never disappoints. Mm. So Fingers um, crossed. And I thought Adam Warlock's costume was really bad. He looks cool though. He, looks he does cool. look really good. Like the body paint is awesome. Mm. Um and the hair. But boy, he's just got like another MCU costume. Yeah. It's look, just like we'll never get away from it. <laughs> yeah, it's just sort of colored armor panels attached to <laughs> a, a bodysuit. Um and I'm 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 expecting him to be a great character, but I'm like, oh boy, I just there's no reason you couldn't just put him in like the cape and the spandex. Um it's Guardians as well. It's like it's a weird and wacky universe sort of thing. And like, I think you could do it, like give him the boots. And the other thing is there's a scene where they're wearing like sort of comic accurate costumes. They're wearing like the sort of Guardians of the Galaxy I was going to say, did you like that? And they look awful. <laughs> they all just look very, they're very unflattering. Like no one comes off good in these uniforms. Um... They're just very, like, baggy. Um, I saw a comment that was like, wow, Chris Pratt's really going for the physicality side of the Mario role. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's just like, they don't they don't look good at all. They yeah, just look bulky and weird. I'm like, just... It, it's, it's not hard to put people in good costumes, I imagine. You've had 15 years... Of movies. <laughs> what did you think of Thick Groot? I mean, he was also in the holiday oh, I hate him so much. Morgan, I hate him. My partner Morgan immediately, like, when we were watching the holiday special, took one look at Groot and, like, recoiled back in the seat. He was like, oh, no, no, what did they do? What did they, why did you he's, do that? He's huh. good up until you get to his face. It's so weird. He still has the baby face. They clearly want baby Groot, but on the big. Yeah. On a big body. And, oh, it's a choice. <laughs> Oh, I just wish... I hate that... Like, I was like... I saw that in the holiday special, and I'm like, oh, that means we'll get, like, proper, like, adult Groot. Not? In Volume 3, is what I thought, because we'll hey, get another you. stage. And then it's just that, and, like, he looks awful. He looks like a man in a rubber suit. Um, yeah. I think that that might be the point. I think... This is not an original idea. I did read it in a comment, and I agree. It looks like they've designed it so that it makes it really easy to put a costume at Disneyland. Um, oh, so they can have yeah. a yeah, because then it's like oh, then then there won't be a disconnect for the children. They'll be like oh, I saw Groot on the movie, and I see Groot on the real life, and it looks the same. That totally um, makes sense. Yeah, and it's like way less effects. Like if you were to do big, tall adult Groot or original Groot, mm -hmm. there's so much to that that's like extra work whereas this is just get a tall man put him in a padded muscle suit and you're done and yeah, it looks yep, just totally. so shit um the cgi on him is good like his body mm. looks really good but the face fucking <laughs> <laughs> face can someone rip a twig off and then burn him alive and then we get a new group can we <laughs> we just keep doing that until we get a good one just, until <laughs> we just try again yeah. All right. Should he we? Won't care. Yeah, we should get Let's into it. Let's just get into it. So yeah, I'm excited for all of those movies except for Super Mario, and I really should be. But uh, anyways, it's real bad. 
Yeah. So let's get into Adaptation Awards for 2022 and late 2021. Wahoo! Here we go. Let's a go. My uh, adapter pals, here we come. You're putting, you put too much accent into it. Yeah, because he doesn't even do that much. He, he's like, yeah. I don't care. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. he's like, it's to me, Mario. <laughs> that's not me, the voice. Mario. It's like that's literally the voice. <laughs> it was the voice. You nailed it. He, actually, though, he, he fucking <laughs> lied. <laughs> Alright, we should we All should right. start our awards with uh with the somber note, I think. I yeah. mean the like it's celebratory, but still. Um the the Adapter Pals Legacy Award. Not that we have a legacy, but we just want we just want to give an award to Kevin Connolly because he deserves the world. And every Frankly, clip deserves it, yeah. Every clip that I've ever seen like because you know usually after a, a celebrity dies a lot of the clips come out and like oh he said this in an interview oh, i remember this interview with this cameo like every cameo he did was like two minutes or longer and he was yeah. just having such a discussion with people yeah he was talking about death in one of them and he was so like eloquent and lovely and kind he just seemed like the best human i oh, really did i'm like did you end up I, reading his comic? It's free now, I think. I haven't. No, I haven't oh. yet. I really want to. Um, it's beautiful. Okay, good. He's, I'm really excited to. Yeah. I see, just, we just—he deserves an award. This year sucked. So to make it slightly <laughs> brighter, the Adaptive Pals Legacy Award goes to Kevin Conroy for being amazing, for just being incredible, and we miss him. Yeah, the In Memoriam Award. And I'm still like. I'm still just like, oh, fuck, that's, that's just, a, that that's, just never the, that's the truth now. That's, yeah, like, that's just the world now. <laughs> um, and it really sucks. Anyways. Yeah, I, I think I said this the other week as well, but it was. Never, I've never truly understood, like, a celebrity death affecting someone, I yeah. think. It's just like, oh, yeah, that that's a shame. Oh, yeah, uh, Betty White died. That's really sad. Oh, that, I shouldn't use real examples. But that, you know was, I mean. that, like, that, that actually sucked. That was, that that was, was really sad. sad. She was going to be 100. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it was never... I don't know. I don't think I've ever had that connection with the celebrity. Yeah. Oh, this sucked. This was, like, a day ruiner. <laughs> yeah. This has ru- ruined my month, to be perfectly <laughs> yeah. honest. I've just not been happy about it. <laughs> Heartbreaking. Really, really <laughs> yeah. sad. So, moving forward into... Let's Happy go straight into a joke. Yeah, so we'll <laughs> leave our sadness behind. The best, the, the award yeah, for the what? best example of why this podcast is a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> oh boy. There this are no a... runner-ups or anything. This, this probably is probably a fair just... few. Oh yeah, this is well, how we're going to do is. it, by the way. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have a few runners-up and then the winner. Yeah. This one doesn't have runners-up, but maybe we can find some. Oh, that... but it... there will be. <laughs> It it goes to Uncharted yeah. because <laughs> finally a big video goes to it's Uncharted for this year, but it yeah. is literally like every year there's one of these, mm. um, and every year to come there will be. Yeah, it's just it was a. I don't know if you saw it. I never end. No. Yeah. Didn't have. I to. just talked about it on that episode. It's just it's just a woeful attempt. There is thirty seconds, and I. And I am not even sure if that's right. <laughs> there's 
between 15 and 30 seconds in the Uncharted movie where it's an Uncharted movie and it's amazing and they nail everything. Mm-hmm. Or 30 seconds of screen time. Yep, no, nice. The rest of it is Mark Wahlberg being shit. Awesome. Great film. 10 out of it's, 10. Yeah, just, it was terrible. I was just, oh. It is the best example of why this podcast yeah. is a terrible idea. Because <laughs> we are like, hey, let's adapt. Oh, we'll cast this person. You can see... Like executive, we any idea that we have, maybe we would have pitched an uncharted movie, and yeah. the studio execs would immediately come in and be like, "Okay, but instead we're gonna have Mark Wahlberg, uh, and Tom Holland," and be like, "And no, mm, 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 hang on a minute," and also we're gonna adapt all three games in one movie. How is that good? Yeah, what it's an origin movie, idea. but at the same time, we're also going to adapt uh, Uncharted 3's playing the scene. What do you think? And 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 we're going to do the pirate shit from Uncharted 4. It's a good idea. No, awesome, I think. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just so great. Oh, but anyways... Movies are bad. What's up next? The the next award is... Well, actually, it's I'm going to skip past a couple. We, we've got them written down, but not in the correct order. So yeah. I'm going to put... As next, because the the next one is the best thing that Dustin did that Jack didn't. But you need some time to think, or have you got have you got? It? No, I have a thing. Yeah, because you got the thing. I've got a thing that is a runner up for a later award, but I think it does deserve this award. All right, what is the best thing Dustin did that Jack didn't this so year? So I went, I went and watched a movie called Three Thousand Years of Longing, and and boy. Maybe one of my movies of the year. Not my movie oh, of the right. year, but, like, just a movie that was so committed to being the idea that it pitches at the start of the movie. Basically, it's about uh, a woman. She's a writer. I think she's a writer, or she's, like, a like an intellectual. She's sort of, you know... It's played by Tilda Swinton. She's great. She buys a bottle from a, a marker and the guy she's like oh what's the story behind this bottle and the guy's like oh it's just like a sort of cool bottle she's like fascinated by how it looks it's very pretty and like maybe it's a piece of junk that someone made or maybe it's actually uh you know a, a real sort of what's the term artifact like maybe it is actually a surviving artifact from 100 years ago it's like you're not really sure i thought that was really cool Inside the bottle is a genie <laughs> that she finds, and the movie sets itself up to be a conversation about the uh, the nature of having a, a, like a wish-granting genie and all of the stuff about that, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, please just be a conversation. Please let this entire movie just be these two telling stories and him telling stories about being a genie, and why because he's basically trying to like get her to have her three wishes but she's like well i know all of the uh all of the um all of the cautionary tales about genie so this is obviously a bad idea and they have this big conversation and it never deteriorates from that he just tells these amazing stories so there's like a lot of really fun stories sort of back in time that he tells like three different stories about sort of mistakes that he made as a genie and the ways that he was outsmarted and it's just wonderful um, and it's adapted from a book called, uh, I think it was called The Gin in the Nightingale's Eye. Um, it's a short story, which I'm yet to listen to, but I really want to. Um, and it was just fantastic. I'm like, that was the movie that sort of surprised me the most, I think. Mm. 
Yeah, so that's like the best thing I did that you didn't probably. It's an adaptation. I did. Idris um, Elba too. Idris Elba and yeah. Elba, what a cast. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like he's always in movies where he's a hunky sort of action man. Mm. And then this, he's like a contemplative genie. And I'm like, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really, really good. And George Miller directed it. And I just loved it. Fuck yeah. I'm going to actually check that out. That sounds really awesome. Yeah. And look. If I end up being wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I really you liked it. And that's okay. Yeah. Anyways. Now it's time for the, the real... This Google. is yours. The best thing that Jack did that uh, Dustin didn't. Yeah. So mine, mine obviously, I feel like, because I've spoken out a few times, but it's so good. Dustin, play Elden Ring. Never. Just play Elden Ring. It's so fucking good. It is such a genuine game changer in every way. It it's something else, dude. It's so good. It was like it it opened my eyes to what open world games could be. Okay. Cuz I think open world games are fucking boring most of the time. Yeah. And there is just a lot of nothing and then oh, a thing and then a lot of nothing. It's just like dry it's Open world games are very much often levels that you have to drive to. Like, that's yep. what an open world game is. I, I'm myself, at least, am not creative enough to usually come up with my own fun in open world games. And they're so also not levels like... that you can replay, usually, because it's in yeah. a constantly active open world. Looking yeah. at you, Halo Infinite. Oh, did they not? That's weird. Yeah, I don't know if it's changed now, but they also scrapped the co-op, so... Um... <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah, it's like you can't replay story levels because they take place in the open world. That's and, annoying. um... Yeah, it's really dumb. But yeah, so that's my kind of, like... I don't know, I've never really loved open world games. Like, there are open world games I've loved, but I don't love open world games, if that makes right. sense. And... Elden Ring is like, oh, that's how you do it. Okay. Oh, that's it. You don't have 20,000 markers on the map. You just have attainable goals that you can see with your eyes and really intelligent, clever level design to keep you going in roughly the direction they want you to go while still yeah. feeling like, oh, I'm making my own way through this. It's it's incredible. There are moments where I get teleported into another area that I am not ready for, and it's not like it, it was more of a challenge than like a, oh no, this is very clearly oh, I don't I don't even know how to describe it. It's just fucking good. It was just really clever. It felt right. Yeah, okay. It I'll all get made to sense. It then. Do it. It's so good. I just got Callisto Protocol. Um Oh, I'm yeah, excited to is. give that a go. Yeah, I've heard mixed things, but also like IGN gave it a seven, and people were like, "Oh no, it's terrible." It's like <laughs> seven's it's like fine. It's above average. That's actually pretty good when you think. Yeah, about it. three out of five stars. That goes. Yeah, oh, no, um, three point five. It looks violent as hell, so I'm keen to try it. But anyways, so you're awarding best thing that you did that I didn't. It's Ghost to Elden Ring. It's Elden so Ring. Good. No, it's something else. Give it a go. All right, this next award is really really fun. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't pertain to adaptations. This is the. We're kind of getting those non adaptation awards out of the way. <laughs> out of the way, yeah. So, we've got the Better Than the Source Material Award. <laughs> <laughs> so, the runner up for this award goes to Prey. 
Um, I thought the Prey was pretty fantastic and probably better than the original Predator. Not by, like, a lot, yeah, but enough. Like, it sort of takes the original concept of Predator, kind of flips on its head, um, sets it in a really cool setting. You know, it's, like, so 300 years ago, um, set around, like, a Native American village and a sort of surrounding forests, and there is a Predator... And he's working his way up the food chain, like he's hunting. There's this like really cool sequence where it's like him sort of hunting different creatures, trying to find like the the top predator in the region, mm-hmm. yeah, the one that he's gonna kill. So he starts with like a snake, and he's like, well, "That was easy." So then, like, <laughs> he just steps, um, yeah, pretty much. And then, like, well, it's a really cool sequence where there's like the snake, and then you kind of see the shimmer of the predator because it's invisible, mm-hmm. and then like the blade just comes down through its head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, okay, kill the snake, cool. Did Anyone that can easy. do that. Done. So Leave the planet, nail it. Yeah, and then it's like, then there's a wolf, so he fights and kills a wolf mm-hmm. again, pretty easy. And then a bear. And he fights and kills a bear. Yeah, and then it finally gets to hunting the the, the people because, you know, they're they're the the, the apex predator or whatever because they're humans. And it was amazing. I I loved it. Um, Amber Midthunder, the main actress in it, she was really fantastic um, as the character's name is Nauru. So that's my runner-up. These, Um, like, before we move on to it, and I haven't seen it. um, Yeah. I, I need to. But it, it it's this weird thing with those kind of like, and it's all legacy sequels. Yeah. For some reason, in my brain, I can't just go and watch Prey because I haven't uh, seen have Predator. Oh, you original. Yeah, that's I fair. have to watch in my head. For some reason, I pretty much have to watch all of them. I don't. I will. Yeah. And I will never go back and watch Predator one. Like I just no, don't think uh, it's watch something. Predator. I think, I think you'd enjoy Predator. Watch Predator and Prey. Just do those two. Maybe, but there's something in my brain where I'm like, I I can't. I've looked at Prey and gone, oh, that looks really good. But yeah. I just don't want to go back and watch the other ones. Even though <laughs> I don't have to. I know that I don't have to. But something in my brain is just like... Mm. And it's the same with like Blade Runner. I will not watch Blade Runner 2049? 2048? 2049, yeah. <laughs> because I haven't seen Predator 1. And uh, Predator 1. Yeah, I can't watch Blade Runner 2 because I haven't, seen, haven't Predator seen Predator 1. <laughs> don't worry, because um, Blade Runner is a, not a good movie. It was really boring, oh, I look, think. Oh, could be, but for some reason I'm like, gotta gotta watch it. Gotta watch yeah. that one. And it's such a shame. I don't know. I, I think, it, but I won't. I <laughs> think we should do a movie night, and then we can watch Predator and Prey. That's all you need to see. Right, we'll uh, watch, Predator we'll 2 that. is fine, and Predators was really good, and then the Predator made me want to shoot myself. Anyways, I've, I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> that is really so, bad. The Adaptapels Award for being better than the source material. Oh, this is a controversial one, but I goes to check it. over to you. It goes to. It goes to Andor because, of course, it does. It was so it's, fucking it was fantastic. Good. It's the it best was really it was. good, and it it's just maybe the best stuff. It's like the best written and best acted Star mm. Wars ever ever done. Yeah, um, yeah, easily. That is, de- like, whether or not it's the best Star Wars is up for debate. Whether or not it's the best written Star Wars, there's no, it, there, there's it, no it question. Doesn't even come close. Because it's the first like Star Wars that is a completely original mm. sort of story. That's not like because Star Wars is very much based on like samurai films. Like, it's like mm-hmm. a Yojimbo or whatever. Um... Then you got the Mandalorian, like which is very much western. Yeah, so it's like 
those are films and shows that are heavily based on other things and then sort of turned into a like a fun sci-fi fantasy yeah. adventure and or is like an original story set within that world and it is connected to the original films mm-hmm. but it's like original characters original story original take on it all yeah and it's just mind-blowingly good it is so good like i i remember I, i've got a my boss at work doesn't like yeah. star wars very much he's just never yeah. been a star wars dude and I was chatting with another co-worker about Andor, and we were, like, discussing, oh, yeah, and the themes are this. Oh, and uh, it, it is, like, violent uh, revolution is the only way out of oppression. And, yeah. and there's, like, all of these symbolism about uh, fascism and this and that, and, like, uh, especially the last episode was very much, like, fucking the protests that happened a couple of years ago. Oh, my God, that was last year or the year before. Oh, weird. But yeah, it was like very reminiscent of those yeah. protests where you've got armed policemen taking on civilians. You know what it... I loved mm. in that last episode, though, about that protest? It was so fucking good. So, it was technically not a protest, it was a funeral that then turned into a into a riot, because um, yeah. the Empire suck. Oh, so, yeah. there's, the, the, there's a really cool piece of law on the planet Ferex where when you die, you get turned into a brick, and then mm-hmm. you get put into a wall, and that's how they honour their dead. So, this dude is carrying uh, Marva, her, her brick, because she's passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about last week. And also. Really sad death. Um, so, carrying her brick, she's uh, turned into a brick, and I'm like... Well, I know that something's going to go down because it's the last episode and the Empire are here and they suck. Oh, boy. So something's going to go down. There's going to be some sort of right. And if I don't see that brick get used as a weapon, <laughs> I'm going to be unhappy. And then not five minutes later, a guy gets, like, clocked in the face. Well, she basically threw the first blow, you know? Yeah. It was like, because they had her on the screen. She did a big speech about, like, revolt against the Empire. Fuck yeah. Him. And then someone got slammed with a brick. It was like, it oh was yeah, so she, good. even after death, she is dealing blows. It's fucking I'm just awesome. like, I was like, yes, that's what I wanted to see. All I wanted yeah. to see, I mean, as soon as I saw that brick, I'm like, I want to see a stormtrooper or an Imperial just officer get, like, his head caved in with that, oh. and, and it happened. I'm like, yes! Yeah, I remember ch- when we were talking about all these themes, and my boss, he was just, he just sighed to himself. He was like, yeah. I'm going to have to watch this, huh? You're gonna make me watch it's this. So good. This sounds really great. I'm like, uh huh. It, it is so so good. It is like, I think it's proof that the phrase uh, "it doesn't feel like Star Wars" is bullshit. I always yeah. hated that it doesn't feel like blah blah blah. It doesn't feel like a blah 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 because anything can be anything if it's good and it treats yeah. it with respect because and it also hits all of the classic star wars themes of family mm. and all that anyway family like it... rebellion it is yeah. it like toes the line perfectly i think between really like campy you still got your lasers and your this and that but being a really serious genuine story it, it is perfect yeah it's just something else I can't. I, can't I loved it. I'm two. just. I was genuinely, genuinely, genuinely just so happy with the show overall. Um, mm. Hard not to. So be. yeah, good, good shit. All right, let's moving on. <clears throat> so, do you want to do my ranty award now? Because it's let's, the next thing up. We can do your ranty award. Let's do Dustin. All right. Award. But what was it actually called? 
This is Dustin, a.k.a. Dustin's Pennyworth Award for the most what-the-fuck adaptation ever. <laughs> Every year this award will go to this show. Um, <clears throat> Every year that it's on. Yeah, and I hope it's on forever. So, <laughs> the Pennyworth Award. The Pennyworth the Award most, for the what most... The fuck? What does adaptation. it go to, Dustin? It goes to pennyworth what the origin of batman's butler <laughs> so i'm only going to talk about this for hopefully two minutes um jo- i'm so gonna put gotta, a timer on you i'm gonna put a timer we got a jog on so all right hang on you ready we got two yeah, minutes on the clock starting from now so dc have been like we can't do a batman show because the rights are tied up elsewhere <clears throat> that's actually the reason by the way they're tied up with fox that's why there's no batman show like live action oh. Um, so then sorry then they're like well what if we made a show about Alfred Pennyworth and then somehow that got greenlit but what it really is well just quickly first they went what if we did it about uh, Gotham City Police and we can't use the Joker and then it finally went to what if we did it about the Teen Titans what if we did it about Robin and then finally we get to Pennyworth Pennyworth it's funny because it was a joke on like Teen Titans Go a while ago. Um, yeah, it was. They're like, oh, a Pennyworth thing, yeah. So it's basically a weird James Bond ripoff crime drama set in the 60s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alfred Pennyworth is in it and he's a fucking lunatic <laughs> and he fucks everybody. He just kills, like, he he just has no, no limit on the amount of people he will kill. Who'd he fucks us. He fucks the Queen of England, Jack. <laughs> He fucks the queen. (laughs) And it's insane. And um, so, like, the whole show is just one insane thing after another. So, like, the show, the first episode starts off, and it's just, like, it's a fairly standard crime drama. The second episode, live public executions. I'm like, what What version of the DC Universe is this? Um, And Thomas Wayne is in it, and Martha Wayne are in it. Like, so they get married later Mm. on in the show. Um... And he's a terrible actor. I'm sorry cool. to the whoever it is that plays Thomas Wayne. He's terrible. Um, the guy who plays uh, Alfred is Jack Bannon. He's channeling his best Michael Caine. And mm-hmm. he's very entertaining. Like, the show is just insanely watchable. Um, because it's like, especially like for as a DC fan and Alfred fan, I'm like... <laughs> what have you done? I've got to see where this goes. <laughs> what are you um, doing? But in the latest season... They're the they're people with enhancements, they call them, and they call them P-dubs. <laughs> oh, and they're yeah. people who have been enhanced into, like, a robot people or whatever. Um, and that's, like, the th- they're, they're tracking them down. And it's, like, it has a weird V for Vendetta tie-in. Um, they don't set up Batman stuff. No, they set up other, like, DC what graphic novels. Um, yeah, so the whole show is nonsense. Like, the second season is about this, the British Civil War. <laughs> so... Okay. A fascist party rises up in England and there's a civil war and it very nearly wins. Um, All right. And that's somehow not the, like, the setup for V for Vendetta. That's a different thing. Um, oh, that's good. It's just, it's just so, so nonsense. And I love watching it because I'm like, holy shit. I gave you an extra I, minute because um, I was enjoying thank it. Thank you, thank you. But that's all I have to say on Pennyworth, the origin of Batman's Battle. And also the name of the show is just incredible because they started out calling it Pennyworth 
and then they subtitle. then they're like oh no we're not getting those dc fans in and that dc money so uh we'll add in the subtitle the origin of batman's <laughs> butler it's not just for like flavor on binge or on hbo like it is literally the title of the show when the when so the credits good. come up and it kills me I, I love it. Love that this man went from having sexual intercourse with the queen. I wonder if the queen sucked him off. You know, like that's something that could have happened. Yeah, exactly. To being a humble butler yep. of a rich whiny boy. So <laughs> good. It's, it's so weird, but um, oh. I'm oh, and the the craziest thing of all. So mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne's parents, so uh, Thomas and Martha, have a baby, and it's a little girl. They're gonna kill so, this baby. So they're gonna have to kill off this child or something or have her go away. Awesome. Um or it's an alternate universe and they're setting up some sort of a Batgirl um or a Batwoman Bat thing. And there just won't be a Bruce Wayne in this universe to be Batman, and then it doesn't make any sense because it's called the origin of Batman's butler. <laughs> Dude, what a show. Ten out of ten. I love it. It's probably my favourite thing to watch at the moment. Um <laughs> which is crazy. Oh. Anyways, that's the Pennyworth Award for the most what-the-fuck adaptation, because it really just is like they don't know what they're doing with DC. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. I'm going to go for, I think the next award should be, because we're, we're running out of the like the, the little awards before we get to the big ones. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do the best thing that Jack should have got to earlier. Yep. Which, this award is awarded to the thing that came out, not this year, that... For some reason, I didn't get to earlier. I I played it or watched it or did whatever media it is. In this case, it's video games. I played it this year, even though it came out long, long ago. Oh. And uh, I actually have a runner-up for this one. The runner-up is Deathloop. Which I know originally I said was the winner, but I'm, I'm mm. bumping it down to runner-up. Because oh, Deathloop's so good. I know you tried it. Give it another go. I give was going to give. <clears throat> I was going to give it another go. Um, it's so good. It is. Uh, yeah. Really fantastic. It made me feel like such a such a genius when it all came together. Even though it's like it is a shockingly linear game. Yeah. You, like everything you discover, it's more in you can pick the order of what you discover stuff in. Which is the perfect game, I think, for me at least. Okay. It is linear, but still explorative. Like, it still tells a story. It still is, like, it has something to say. It does it in that exact way. Give me a linear story. But at the same time, I get to explore a fair bit. And I get to make my own choices. And I get to figure yeah. stuff out. It It is a near-perfect game for me. Ooh. It's great. It is fantastic. And it's infuriating at some points, but in a good way, in a fun way. Yeah. Juliana, when, when another player pops in and it's like, Juliana's on the hunt, I get so angry every time. <laughs> oh, it's frustrating, but it's good. Okay, well, I'll gift, I'll, I'll definitely give it another whirl once it's I've so finished. stylish. Like, I'm still playing a Plague Tale 1, so once I finish that and I've played Callisto Protocol, I'll go back to Deathloop. Go back to Deathloop. It's so good. But the winner, because it's maybe for... Maybe the best game ever made. Ooh. Disco Elysium. It's so good. that It is magical, that game. Okay. The everything from the narration 
to like the the hand painted backgrounds are gorgeous yeah the writing is hilarious like it doesn't seem like a game that would be really funny but i had proper laugh out loud moments so much it's like a detective game or something you are i'll give you the rough premise you're a detective who woke up in a trash department with like like the windows broken your clothes are just thrown everywhere you wake up well first off you get the option i believe you can die within the first 20 seconds Nice. Because you basically get the narrator saying, Ah, you're here. Nothing. You just feel nothing. And you can choose to continue to feel nothing and you just die in the credits roll. Like, you just choose to die immediately. It's incredible. Um, That's funny. But you wake up and you discover that you've lost your memory. But everyone in the town... Like, you slowly discover what's happening. It's like, oh, okay, I'm a cop. Everyone starts calling me officer. And they're like, you had a pretty rough night last night, huh? And you discover that everyone in the town fucking hates you. You've been in this town for a few days. uh, With, like, you're meant to be investigating this dead body that has remained just, like, rotting. And you've just left it there for a few days. Yeah. And you've got to, like, discover both who you are, what you want to be, and who did the murder. Yeah, okay. And it's incredible. Like, there's different parts of your brain will talk to you as well. Like, you kind of, that's how the the stats work. It's different parts of your mind. So, like, empathy is one stat that you can improve. But right. it also has its own unique voice that the narration goes through. Yeah, okay, it's mostly cool. talking to people. Yeah. And, like, things like your body. So your strength, but it's called something else. It's like the limbic system. You've got shivers, which is, like, the feeling of... <laughs> terror back in in like the oh my hairs are standing up in the back of my neck or intelligence encyclopedia like how much you know about the world all these different stats and it is incredible like being yeah, able to, okay. i chose a character that was high empathy but really dumb and really weak because <laughs> i thought that was funny so it meant that when i'm talking to people even though i'm stupid i was like I, they would be like, oh, do, do you know, did you know the victim? And they'd be like, oh, not really. I maybe had one chat with them. And my empathy stat and like it has its own voice came in and was like, oh, did you catch that? A small tear down the side of their eye or like a small look. They looked away. They couldn't look at you when you said that. There's something more to this. And you can then unlock that kind of like branching path. Yeah. it It is a beautiful game that made me cry on multiple occasions because it's so sad but so beautiful and really funny it is yeah, yeah. it's something else All i right, recommend well, everyone and you watching it uh playing it even though I the will. controls on playstation kind of suck but you'll get to, get to it we'll see anyways if it, get, um, once it gets on really playstation good. plus or whatever yeah if it does do yourself a favor hell yeah all right well do before we a... get into oh before Wait, what was your, what were you going to say? I was going to say, do you have a something that I didn't get to? Yeah, well, Superman and Lois would be the, my award oh, yeah, for something good... I'm not getting to. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I really like that show. It's a, actually a fan, it's a genuinely fantastic show. I kind of watch it one or two episodes at a time. I'm on mm-hmm. season two. But it's because I'll just go and watch Pennyworth instead. Because um, I want to know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, but um, I like binged two and a half seasons of Pennyworth. 
and watched two episodes of Superman Lois, and I like Superman Lois a lot. It's a really good show. The actors are all really great. <laughs> the drama's really great. I love it. So my yeah, my award for the thing that I should be getting to, or mm-hmm. the thing that I should should have gotten to sooner this year, is uh, Superman Lois season two. But I'm just like, but Pennyworth is on. I have to watch it. <laughs> um. Before we get into... I need to go back to that as well. I watched. I really enjoyed season one. I yeah, it was really good. I watched a single episode afterwards. Ah, okay. So now, before we get into the real big heavy hitters, mm-hmm. we have to award oh, the special go. award for the best Dwayne delivery. The dumbest Dwayne delivery. That's the one. The dumbest Dwayne delivery. So this is our award. <laughs> this is our award for the dumbest thing that Dwayne Johnson said this week. Mm-hmm. Um, or this year, or something. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, who knows? There's a lot <laughs> so, of runners-up. It's my favourite one, so... Oh, hang on, the runners-up are, listen to every other episode of this podcast, and you'll find them. <laughs> you'll hear them. And the winner is this latest gem. So... <laughs> uh, I'm going to read you the, uh, the the tweet from, or hey, the post to, from IGN read... first. I'll be IGN, you can be the runner. Uh, you, yeah, you be IGN. So IGN, uh, we tweeted... Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever has earned over $400 million at the global box office, making it the most profitable superhero movie to be released this fall. Black Adam, which came out in October, has earned $353 million at the global box office. So what we've done there is we've done the journalistic thing of um, we being IGN, because obviously I am IGN. Yeah. Um, we have said, hey, it is, we've given a fact, we've given the stat, you know, okay, it's earned $400 million. We've given the fact that it is the most profitable movie this fall, and then we've given the context of the second most profitable this fall was Black Adam, and it's made that much money. Just as a comparison, you know, that that is a that is a thing you should do. To which me the rock. Dwayne Johnson, the rock. Oh my god, Dwayne Johnson. I can now put <laughs> featuring Dwayne Johnson, guest featuring starring Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, Johnson said, in the uh, he, he tweeted out IGN, what a neutral post. <laughs> I love competing, but IGN, you guys are in the biz with us. There's no competition. I'm not doing the voice. With the established global brand of Black... There's no competition with the established global brand of Black Panther compared to Black Adam and JSA, who a year ago, no one even heard of. No need to knock us. We're new babies and have to grow. That is utter bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) That's just pure horse shit. DC, so for starters... Mm -hmm. DC is like the oldest comic book company <laughs> um, that's like still sort of the original company, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they started up in the, the late 30s, sort of came together in the early 40s, and then Marvel a couple of years after. Um, DC has had all that time, mm-hmm. and all the time in the last 10 years, to build a good brand of superhero movies that people give a shit about. Yeah. <laughs> And but and the comment so so DC has had all this time to to make their to make people want to see their movies and also the Batman made a whole lot of money so oh, anyways, yeah. um, Black Adam and the Justice Society of America I've known about them for ages because I'm a DC fan I watch DC stuff and I read DC stuff so of course I know who those characters are mm-hmm. I don't know like I wasn't like I've never been a Black Adam fan I never checked him out but I know that he exists. And we know about because the the rock hasn't shut up about it for five years. The marketing has um, been in, insane. insane. So there's all this marketing, and it and it it's it, the movies flopped. It won't break even. 
No. And it's not because it's a no. It has to make like I think maybe five six hundred million to break even. Ridiculous. Because it had a budget of two hundred plus whatever the marketing is. Um, it's so it's wild. Like the Rock. It, that was a that was a neutral post. It's the most neutral post ever, and the Rock is like, oh, what a neutral post. It's like it, was. it is. <laughs> that, hey, Rock, that's because it was. And it's, it is. Uh, <clears throat> it's so sad to see how far The Rock has fallen. He's just become... Like, he was the relatable... I mean, not relatable, but still, like, the funny... He was the cool guy. He was, like... Everyone loved The Rock. Yeah. He's so cringy. What happened? Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a personal anecdote. <laughs> um, And don't ask me why I've been doing this, but I've been okay. watching the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, um, yeah. The Rock is really damn good in those films. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very entertaining, very charismatic. He's very funny. Like he's got really, really great, great quips. Oh, Dustin, just quickly, th- this really funny, charismatic character. Um, when we're starting, when when we're trying to put him in a superhero movie, should we cast him as the most boring, stoic, uh, nothing character in the world? Yes. That, does that seem like a good fit? It's a great idea for this very funny, charismatic man. Should we make him boring? Oh, absolutely. So yeah. It's just crazy, like, where was any of the Angie and Black Adam? Because I'm, like, watching Fast and Furious 7 and 8, and I'm like, yeah, he's really, really good. He's He's very entertaining. Anyways, that's my award. That's our award for the dumbest Dwayne delivery. Um, Oh, it's so bad. It's real funny. He's a... He's a, he's a, he's a good good dude. <laughs> From all accounts, he is a lovely guy. Yeah. I think what happened is John Cena came in and took all his, like, likability. Yeah. Because John Cena is so self... The Rock used to be self-aware, and yeah. now he seems like he's not, and John Cena is. He's so self-aware, and it's awesome. I love John Cena. Yeah, John he's Cena's pretty- good. Until he loses it. That'll be really <laughs> sad. So, up next... Okay, now we're getting into the actual, like... Alright, these are some awards. These are going to be based on... I believe everyone is based on adaptions at this point. Yeah. Other than... So, oh, wait, other than these two. doesn't matter. So we've got... What are we least looking forward to? In the right, well, the, to ru- the, the, the runner-up for this award. So this is the Adapted Pals Award for what we're least looking forward to. Um, the runner-up is Sony. <laughs> Sony, the, the just everything. So we've got <laughs> Craven coming up. Craven we've probably, the Hunter. We've got Silk. Adam Webb. Oh, I forgot about Silk. Silk. Fuck yeah, yeah, Madam Webb. Madam Webb, which might do... Something else. Uh, whatchamacallit, the Spider-Man... Oh my god, what is that comic called where Aunt May turns out to be Peter's real mum? Oh, I have no idea. Do you Sounds not know terrible. that? Not Spider-Man Rain or something? I don't no, know. it's not Rain. It, it is... Oh, it's like, it's a comic book where... Um, it, it It's like a... Who was it written by? I don't remember. But it was Trouble. That's what it's called. It's uh, a okay. five-issue romance comic, and it stars... Oh. Um, it's written by Mark Miller, which should tell you everything. <laughs> and it stars, like, the main characters are May, Mary, who are sisters, Ben, and Richard. Nice. Oh, no, sorry. May, Mary, Ben, and Richard, and Ben and Richard are brothers. Not they yeah. were sisters. My mistake. But then, then last names are never said. But you know, oh, who could it be? Mm-hmm. And it's this like comic where May and Ben are together. Mary and Richard are dating, but um, 
then I think it's like May cheats on Ben with Richard and gets pregnant. But May has like a super conservative family. So Mary's like, oh, I'll just say the child was mine. So it turns out Peter Parker is actually Aunt that's May's That's real dumb, kid. and that's probably going to happen in Silk. <clears throat> well, that's the thing, or Madam because Web. there's uh, Adam Scott, apparently, is going to be young Ben Parker. And uh, yes. you've got young May, who's pregnant, or young Mary, who's pregnant, I'm not sure which. But yeah, just the fact that all of this is happening. Hey, hey Sony, hey, Sony. Mm-hmm. Make a Spider-Man film. <laughs> make make a Spider-Man film, Sony. We also got Venom three uh, coming up. That, yeah, that's happening. boy. And, and they're doing Sinister Six. El Muerto is the other one they're doing oh, as El well. El Muerto, yeah. Who is a character Six. with one comic book appearance? It's, so it's so good. Why would you... Sony? What are you doing? What are you? You have Spider-Man, Sony. Anyways, the winner for this award... <laughs> you don't want to talk about uh, Sony anymore? No, we don't have time. About, you don't want to talk about Craven uh, the Hunter starring the whitest man you've ever seen? Craven the Hunter, animal lover. <laughs> Dude, you want to talk about probable vegan Craven the Hunter? It's going to be so good. You want to talk about the Morbius cameo that's going to be in the end of each of them? Because Vulture and Morbius oh, yeah. are going to rock up at the end of Craven. <laughs> They'll be like, it's we just, need to get the, the so alien nonsense. guy from Seattle. Yeah, there's so much nonsense. I love it. Um, I'm excited for Venom 3 because I need a trash movie every couple of years. Um, oh, and boy, will it be. So the winner for the award that we are least, for film or thing we're least looking forward to like goes. everyone can guess it. Goes to DC's The Flash from Andy Machete. Starring Ezra Miller. They can't release it. They simply can't. Because of course can't. it does. It's, it's just a terrible, terrible idea. They can't do it. They have to, to can make money. They? they spend so much money, Jack. Oh. I'm going to quickly find out this movie's budget, if it's possible. Um, Surely it's going to be just like, it, it'll be Flashpoint and everything will change. You would want to hope so, right? But... The Flashpoint is the first Flash film. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. Currently has a budget of $200 million. That's not true. I already don't believe that. I'm they sure have so to release more. it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't believe it. Maybe one of the most expensive films ever made, just because it well, that's keeps Justice getting League. fucked. The whole thing with Justice oh, League yeah, is that they, they, had, they spent like $250 million or $280 million on the original 2017 mm-hmm. film. Um, on top of whatever they had spent with Zack Snyder, because like I think you know, I think the total to get that movie was two hundred and eighty or something, mm-hmm. and then they had to um, then just make Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then making Zack Snyder's Justice League, they gave him an extra seventy million Insane. to add that to it, and then all the marketing because they had several marketing campaigns because they had to market the original film, and, and they had to both- market. So awful. they're both awful. They had to market Zack Snyder's Justice League for like over a year, um, and it just like it really, really starts to like pile up. Mm-hmm. And that movie easily cost like five hundred million or something stupid. Oh, I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> the Flash, I think, well, yeah, definitely be more than two hundred million. But the fact that it is a two hundred million dollar film is wild because it shouldn't be. 
they have to release it, but they shouldn't. Yeah, I'm <laughs> excited. They have to, but they really, really shouldn't. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's my least looking forward to, but also somehow most looking forward to. Because morbid like, curiosity. <clears throat> what, what could this film possibly be? I have to see what it's going to be. But that leads perfectly into the award mm-hmm. for what we are most looking forward to, generally. There are so many runners-up, so we just gotta, we're going to speed through them. Yeah, runners-up. So, Spider-Man 2. Yeah, looks amazing. That's oh the God. game, by the Can't way. Can't going to be amazing. Venom and Miles Morales team up with Spidey. And Craven's probably into into it. What? Do be no, it's cop? not cop. They say it's not going to be oh, cop, and I'm like, that's uh. disappointing. But also, we tried cop superheroes this year. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then looking at how Gotham Knights runs, ooh, <laughs> yeah. Then we got Wolverine. Oh yeah. Hopefully, oh, going to be amazing. Both from Insomniac. Insomniac are just. Do they have a bad game? No. Do they sleep? Is more mo- like well. Is there... Is there like I mean, unimaginable crunch? Because they had Spider-Man that's the name and of the studio, Clank. isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. They had. But you were doing a joke about I wasn't, it. I genuinely didn't even pick up on that. It was literally called Insomniac because that's uh, that's what's going on over there. They've got to have like teams. They've got to have a night team and a day team that just keep yeah. working nonstop because Miles Morales and Ratchet and Clank were in the same year, and they're working on I assume another Ratchet and Clank while also having. Yeah, fucking Wolverine and Spider-Man in the works, and it yeah, oh, they're just hit after hit after hit. Yeah, or they don't have a bad game, which is insane. Well, yeah. at least that I can think of. Anyways, up next, Suicide Squad. Is that the game? Yeah, that's the game. I don't know if it is most looking forward to. I'm most looking forward to seeing how it goes. Yeah, okay, I would put that as like. It's a runner-up. It ain't the winner. Yeah, it's a runner-up. Yeah, we're definitely not going to win. So, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Looks interesting. I'm excited about the story. And then may feature Kevin Conroy's last I, performance. Yeah, I, I never like want, I never want a game to fail. Mm. But part of me is kind of like it would be really funny if it wasn't good. Because it, it comes from Rocksteady, and with Gotham Knights, everyone's like, "Oh, Rocksteady's just going to come and do so much better." And I'm like, I'm... "But what if they?" I'm like, "What if they don't?" <laughs> I watched a video on Arkham Knight, and I think that's better than I remember. Arkham Knight is an amazing video game. I think the, the story, story is, better is than I remember. dog water. He was going through the story, and I'm like, that only kind of makes sense. That's all okay, together. Then. I'll send you the video. It's very long, but I was like, okay, yeah. yeah I'll happily watch a video on Arkham Knight. Um, and we've got most looking forward to up next Hogwarts Legacy. It. I'm not. I am. I'm sad. It may, It's a game that makes me sad. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. God. I'm excited, but everything surrounding it, God. Did you hear? Uh, oh, by the way, just while, while we're here, uh, trans lives matter. Just oh, absolutely. Just going to put that out there again. Um, that like all the Death Eaters have come out and said and agreed with J.K. Rowling, whereas our main three have come out and like bashed her. Wait, what? So Rafe Fiennes has apparently backed J.K. Rowling. What? Yeah, right. Helen. What do you mean? Helena bottom. Helen Bottom Carter. Are they, I saw hers. She was like, ugh, ugh, cancel culture. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just saw a tweet saying, like, Voldemort, uh, Bellatrix, and one other person, I don't remember who, has been like, oh, yeah, J.K. Rowling's getting an unfair treatment in, you know, we we should back off her. You know, she's uh, yeah, cancel culture. The, meh, meh, meh. 
Yeah, he said that the uh, abuse directed at her is disgusting. I'm like, yeah. well, that's probably not true. No, it's actually justified. Um, whereas, like, Daniel Radcliffe came out recently and was like, oh, yeah, I'm thankful for her, but she's wrong. Yeah. Obviously, fucking... I think Rupert Grant said something about it, too. He was he's supportive. He's a good dude, apparently. He's just hanging out in his ice cream truck. And um, uh, Hermione is... Emma Watson is just Hermione in real life. Yeah. It's, it's funny, because I don't think she wants to be known for that. But yes, no, but um, she is. She's actually, like, an amazing, you know, feminist icon and everything. Yeah. And she's done, a really, like, a lot of really, really great work, and like, with yeah. the UN and stuff. But, you know, she's just Hermione. Um, she's just Hermione in real life, though. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, she's great. And, hey, this game... Didn't the CEO... Wasn't he also... No, it was one of the guys who was working on it, and he's not anymore. That's good. Made a couple of dumb videos... A little while ago, and they were dumb. Um, This game is just surrounding controversy. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm excited. Me and a co-worker have made a a deal. We're both going to, like, buy it together, Mm -hmm. secondhand. Yeah. Uh So we're both going to just, like, pitch in 50%, and then we're just going to do a timeshare on it. Um, (laughs) I bought Cyberpunk secondhand recently because I didn't want to support that idea of a game. When it's five dollars, I'll get it. Um, yeah, and I no, still won't. Probably it <laughs> don't. It was actually not fun to play. Yeah, good. Ah, uh, yeah. The whole situation for just the Harry Potter franchise is hilarious and terrible. So sad. And um, I I wouldn't go as far as to say, oh, Ray Fiennes and Helen Bon Carter don't like trans people. Maybe mm. they're just ignorant. I would hope. You got it. Ray Fiennes seems like a good dude. Fingers um, crossed. But, you know, it's like, maybe they just, you know, the, the hope is they just saw something online and were like, well, you got to be nice to people. And I'm like, not when they're a cunt. Um, <laughs> not when they're the biggest cunt. Yeah, but uh, anyways, I am... Did you, did you watch the video, uh, the Harry Potter one, on, like, the problems with the Harry Potter universe? I've watched a couple. And it talks started about watching especially them. slavery. Yeah, 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 yeah. My oh. biggest issue, because oh, I'm reading through them again, I'm um, mm-hmm. listening to them read by the wonderful Stephen Fry. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest issue uh, with like Hermione and the slavery thing is how J.K. Rowling's like, yeah, activism for the indentured uh, slaves that are house elves, but then she's like, everyone just hates Hermione for wanting freedom for the slaves, and Harry. He's always like, ugh, she won't shut up about it. And Ron's like, ugh, she won't shut up about it. I'm like, it feels more like J.K. Rowling trying to sort of, like, she would probably say, oh, I want to make a story about how um, activists are often unheard and pushed Mm -hmm. aside. But it really just feels more like she just hates the concept of, like, rights for people. And It was was Hagrid (sighs) saying, because apparently the justification that Hagrid gives is like, Oh, they wouldn't want. They wouldn't know what to do if they had free yep. will. And there's that one slave they released that gets horribly depressed. And yep. it's like, oh, look, see, maybe not all activism is good. Maybe you should listen That's to real what weird. people want. You're and like, it's Why? like, and Hermione is the smartest character in those books. Mm. Like, and she names her fucking elf protection society that like she forms like a club basically, <laughs> and it's a club of her, Harry, and Ron. And she's trying to raise money and raise awareness about elfish slavery. Mm. And she calls it the Society for the Protection of Elvish Welfare. 
And that spells out spew. <laughs> and and every time it gets brought up, so Ron will be like, oh, I'm not, I don't care about spew. And then Hermione will go, it's S-P-E-W. It's like, you're a smart character. And J.K. Rowling is just, just awful. And is like, no, 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 activism is very bad. Um, and it's actually stupid. And people who are activists <laughs> are stupid. And they make dumb acronyms for their groups. I'm like, no, they don't. Um, <laughs> not people who genuinely care. And what's worse is it's like, sorry, I'm on a Harry Potter rant now. Mm. I know that we said we should get through this. But um, what's worse is it never gets resolved throughout the no. seven books. And Dobby is just the exception that proves the rule that the slaves want to be uh, enslaved forever. It's so weird. Uh, isn't but I the love main, that isn't the main universe. character like a goblin or a slave that wants to uprise? Isn't that the thing? In the game? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, it's weird. Yeah, because the villain mm-hmm. is seemingly leading a goblin rebellion. Um, now, the goblins aren't enslaved. They're different to house elves. Mm-hmm. The goblins are... Uh, what's it called? Um... They just have less rights. They don't get to carry wands and everything, which is still bad. But like, it's really bad. Yeah, it's because the wizards are, have like a wizarding supremacy, and they're kind of like, well, and it's more of like a like. There's no well. It is in the later book when the when the bad guys take over, when the Nazis take over, they're like, no, we're wizarding supremacy. But it's just kind of like a societal thing where well, wizards get wands because that's how they the best way for them to use magic, and none of the other magical creatures do. And we say it's because they don't need it, but it's also like, because if they had wands, they could overthrow us. Um, so it's like that type of a thing, and it's bad. Mm. Give goblins wands if they want them. Um, and, you know, it's like there's a whole thing where, like, Dobby grabs... Dobby being a house off, he grabs Bellatrix's wand, and, like, everyone kind of freaks out. Um, and she's like, how dare you take my wand, type of thing. Um and it's like you couldn't even touch it, you little, you, you filthy little um, slur. Elf. Yeah, yeah. I was trying uh, <laughs> to think of a you filthy little slur. Slur, slur for elf in Harry Potter. I couldn't think of what. Um, yeah. So there's a goblin rebellion in the game. I'm like, unless they make you side, I guess you'll be able to choose to side with it. But unless the story reveals, and it's just a story thing that the goblin is maybe in the right. It's going to feel super weird putting down a goblin rebellion. Um. Yeah. Did you... This was, like, so unfortunate. Because uh, the goblins in Harry Potter, unfortunately, are kind of like a... They resemble a very harmful stereotype. Yeah, and in that's... this world. That's goblins, shame. I think, in sort of... A lot of things. Fantasy in general. Um I, I never knew this. In that video that I was talking about... Um, <laughs> and I would say maybe it was on purpose in the J.K. Rowling case. Like, um, maybe, because in the first movie, when you visit the bank, mm. apparently there's a six-sided star. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's probably like, oh, no. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. It's bad. Got anyway, don't and be it's, a cunt. It's like the same, like, Tolkien came under a lot of sort of fire back in the day. Mm. Um for, you know, presumed sort of, you know, negative racial stereotypes, and, like, maybe they are there, but the difference is, by all accounts, Tolkien was a wonderful person, Mm -hmm. and a good guy, and he 
I don't think he was trying to get any other message across other than fully. It's like, yeah, well, he's dead, so it's like we will never know. But um, the really good Harry Potter seemed... videos by uh, the YouTube channel Sean. Yes, way. yes, very good. Yeah. Um. Whereas J.K. Rowling is she's alive and she's just being awful. Oh, she's being terrible. If she walked into traffic tomorrow accidentally, then I'd wouldn't care anymore because be she sad. couldn't do any more harm. Yeah. I'd, I'd... <laughs> Anyways. Um... Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, the most looking forward to. The Batman 2 is another runner-up. Next runner-up, yeah. I'm very excited oh about God, that. I can't fucking wait. Oh, holy shit. The Batman... We'll, we'll talk about the Batman later, because it's maybe involved in some other awards, but very excited for the Batman what? 2. So, the winner for the award... Oh, for, for your... the Adapter Pals... We, we each have one, don't we? Oh, do we? I forgot. We were going to have one each. Oh, uh, yeah, and I said I was going to think of one. You were going to think about it. Do you remember? Have you chosen one? Yeah. I've written um, down the other two runners-up. All right, what are the other two runners-up? Indiana Jones, because you were very much looking forward to that. Yeah. Or Doctor Who. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, I went on an impassioned rant about... No, you finished it. All, <laughs> all things Potter. left your brain. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, my award for the thing I'm most looking forward to... Mm-hmm. Is probably Doctor Who. Um, I'm just going to pick that. It might be good again because it might actually be genuinely really, really good. I'm if they reinvent the show from top to bottom, mm-hmm. you know, new cast, new TARDIS, new intro, new well, old showrunner, but great showrunner. They the, they reinvent the everything, showrunner? and maybe they have Disney money now, which is exciting. That's very um, exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm pro. By the way, I'm pro Doctor Who getting Disney money. A lot of people aren't, <laughs> but I I am pro that because how how good make make it look better and feel better and and all that. Um, I started rewatching. Yeah, Doctor I'm excited Who about from it. the beginning. Again, oh, not from the very beginning. Yeah, I just want to watch because a lot of Doctor Who videos have popped up on my YouTube. I'm like, oh, I'll start watching that again. So from Christopher Eccleston. Oh, it's so good. It's just incredible. I liked it. I like that you won't sort of finish at least the Moffat era, but you're like... it's awful. It's fine. It's so bad. Season 10 is the best season. I have tried to finish the Moffat era three times by this point, and I haven't been able to do it. You should skip skip straight on over to to Chibnall's uh, masterpiece. Can't do it. it. (laughs) That's the thing. I have to watch it all. I can't just... It's the brain thing. uh, I gotta keep going. Feel bad for you that you're not going to be watching season fourteen. Oh, and, I might do that. <laughs> Maybe I'll skip that. Um, yeah, but I'm most excited about uh, Shooty Gut was debut mm. as the Doctor more than I'm excited about the 60th anniversary. That's um, I I like that I'm going to see Wolf again. Yeah, that'll like be Wolf good. I I yeah, that's true. That's what so I'm most looking forward to is Bernard Cribbins' last performance. Uh he's so good. And everyone's dead, and the world keeps turning, and it sucks. Um, it fucking sucks. Anyway, the winner for mine. And originally this was our one, until Doctor Who. We remember yeah. Doctor Who exists. James Gunn's DC. That is my most <laughs> looking forward to for next year and beyond. It's probably beyond. I think we have to get through Flash. Yeah. I think Flash has to be released, and then we'll see James Gunn and the other guy who I forget... James Wan? No. Ah, uh, no, his name is Peter Saffron, I think. Peter Saffron. 
Who did? John Saffron, maybe? That's did just James Wan do Aquaman? Yeah, he did. Okay, I know the other guy was involved in Aquaman somehow, so I think I was just getting those two mixed up. Crazy that James Wan can make such great horror movies, but made such a just <laughs> nothing middle-of-the-road Aquaman movie. So yeah, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he does, because already he said a few things that I'm like, okay, interesting. I can get behind the stuff that he was saying mm. until he made this post, this tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so he tweeted out a uh, just the, the words, making plans, mm-hmm. and it's a picture of the Justice League and accompanying members and all that, standing around a big table, sort of together, um, but it's from Kingdom Come. Which is like now, the end. I haven't read Kingdom Come, but as I understand it, it, like the general gist of it is the superheroes that we know and love are old and retired. And there are a new group of superheroes who are going too far. And the old superheroes have to kind of come out of retirement and sort of, you know, put the boot into them a bit and, uh, and get him like to stop. Um, Fingers crossed that was just a reference. So... Please don't do Kingdom Come as your first first thing. Again, I, I haven't read it. I trust just you enough to just, Yeah, I the, do, yeah. The thing that worried me was him saying that we want everything to be connected. Oh, games, boy. TV shows, movies. So I am, con- I am concerned, but I am most looking forward to seeing what they do. Weirdly enough, that works perfectly for Star Wars, but it doesn't mm. work for anything else. Yeah. Because Star Wars is insane. not telling an ongoing story, so... No, they're telling, like, different stories. In... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Fingers crossed it'll be fine, but who worrying? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited for more DC films, but I am also, like... Ooh, that 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 whole tweet, because then all the comments were like, Oh my god, they're doing Kingdom Come! And I'm like... <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. I'm like, we just had, like, a Superman who was sad and a Batman who was <laughs> sad all the time. Like, no, do hopeful. Please, God. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what you're most excited about. Yeah. Sorry to derail it with my... Uh... It's so fun. It's so Anyways. Fun. Now we're going on to the best and worst. So we're, 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 we're hitting it. We're hitting the big awards. Hell yeah. So let's go through. What we're going to do is we're going to go through the best and worst movie, best and worst TV show, best and worst video game adaption. Yep. And finish with what is the worst and best overall, with a sneaky yep. one in the middle. But we're going to go with the worst movie adaption. Hell the runners-up yeah. are Morbius. I know, I know, but just give us a minute. Morbius is only a runner-up. Sony's Morbius. Dustin, what did you think of Morbius? Garbage. Just, I just garbage. I can't in a believe word. it came out this year. Yeah, a few shocked. weeks ago or a month ago, or whatever, you said to me, "Wow, oh, I can't believe the Batman was this year." And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I saw that movie four times, and I've since watched it twice at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you can believe that that came out this year. Yeah, yeah. I can believe it came out this year because I love. I've yeah, seen, I'd say I've seen the movie six times or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I've watched it a lot. It's constantly fresh in my mind. Yeah, Morbius feels like a, like a decade ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's because it feels like it was made two decades ago. Yeah, same with Uncharted as well. It's like, oh, that's how Uncharted was this year, not like late last year or something. That's um, insanity. But then, yeah, Morbius. Oh, it's so bad. It is... <sighs> like, the memes were right. It is that bad. Yeah, it's it so is. 
It's other... Morbid time. Have you seen? Hold on, real quick. Have you seen the uh, uh, Matt Smith like in the interview? Yeah, he's just done. The guy's like, "Ah, oh, what do you think about it's Morbid time?" And it's like, "What?" <laughs> it's like so it's from funny. that movie Morbius. Oh, and you can tell that he hates the movie. Oh yeah, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, there he goes. Oh, it's uh, it's cool that people are doing that. Can we talk <laughs> about Game of Thrones? Can we talk about anything else, please? Yeah. Oh, the other runner-up is Spider-Man No Way Home, which did come out December last year. So if you want to be fickle about that... In the last 12 months. Then, well, no, we can also say the winner, the the runner-up is Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff edition. Oh my god, yes! Because they're both awful. (laughs) It's just a bad film. Giving that a 6 out of 10 is maybe my most embarrassing move on this podcast and i've said a lot of embarrassing shit (laughs) but oh i regret that it is awful every time i think about no way home it gets worse i we went to see the more fun stuff edition i think we reviewed it briefly yeah and there were five people including us oh yeah and it was i oh it was so long it was an absolute fucking slog to get it was like what the hell shit Fuck it me. really, yeah, it really just went on and on and on, and it goes on and on and on. That song, and um, boy, what a difference uh, the reveals of those characters are without cheering in the audience. Oh boy, it's still so slow. Just kind of awkwardly pop through, and they're like, "Hello, hey!" And now, finally, a year after release of uh, for, like the finally announced merchandise for those characters as well. That's cool. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, the winner. Not happy. The winner for the worst movie adaption is Morbius again, but it's specifically Morbius the after after credits scene. Holy shit. Maybe. Dude. Maybe perhaps the worst after credits scene ever made? I don't think you have to put a maybe in there. It doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. Michael Keaton is not in the scene. So to frame the scene. Mm hmm. Uh, Morbius, Michael, my, Dr. Michael Morbius, at your service. Well, is, on, there's, uh, there's another one beforehand where... Oh, of course. So, uh, the yeah, Vulture the, gets transferred from yeah. our universe or the, the MCU universe from the MCU to, the, to Sony the Sony one. And man who loves his family enough to commit crime, mm-hmm. when transported to another dimension, instead of saying, my God, is my kid okay and my wife, he says... Hope the food's better in this joint. Um, <laughs> and then he's released on a technicality, which I do love. I think that that's really great. That's um, funny. Because it's like, well, some man appeared in the prison. Can't keep him there. He hasn't done the crime that you know of. So <laughs> then, um, and then the after, after credit scene, the real after credit scene, the real meat and potatoes of this movie, um, Dr. Michael Morbius at your service is driving... <laughs> out to the middle of nowhere because he's got a message and he hops out of his car and the wind whips up and in flies the vulture in a variation on the no way of the uh, homecoming vulture costume where did he find that where no word on how he got a vulture costume <laughs> <laughs> and he flies in and then he says thanks for meeting me doc i don't know how i got here has something to do with spider-man i think you um and then what does he say? He goes, um... He's like, oh... 
I think we should do I some think good that uh, it's like I think a bunch of guys like us should team up and do some good. And then Dr. Michael Morbius says intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not in the scene together. I'm pretty sure it's an AI voicing Michael Keaton because it doesn't sound like him at all and I'll die on that hill. It's so funny. And uh, you never see his face. He's always obscured by the mask. And um, it's nonsense. And that, why, that, that is why it wins worst adaptation of the year. Oh, because it is. It is maybe one of the worst things ever. Yep. I loved uh, it. What a, so what, a film. what a film and what a moment in that film. I've just never been... Because I'd heard the after credits scene was going to be bad. It was but something man. else. The uh, I think another another if we're going to say worst after credit scenes of the year like worst adaptation moments, um, Venom 2's after credit scene is pretty. What was that pretty again? high up there? That's the one where Venom licks Spider Man on the oh, TV. Oh yeah, that was awful. That one when I first saw it because that leaked online. I was like was out so walking creepy. my dog, so I just like watched it in the middle of a field, <laughs> uh, with my dog, and um, it, uh, the 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 blood drained from my face because I was like, "What have you done, Sony? <laughs> what have a you done, child?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah." I was like, "There was that," but the the the, the terror for me was, "Oh no, not this Venom in in a good <laughs> in good films." Um, so I was like, "What have you done? What have you done?" And then it's like Batman. I'm punching my phone. I'm like, "What have you done?" <laughs> <laughs> and my dog's freaking out. Is I'm like, "No, they Venom. ruined it, dog. They ruined it." Venom's like. Spider-Man, and you're like, why did you say that name? Punch, exactly. punch. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and yes, he licks a photograph of a child. So yucky. The other worst one would be, maybe we should have done this as an award. Oh, well, we'll know for next year. Because um, the other one is fucking Black Adam's Strange one. Strange 2, oh, Black Adam's one. Oh, Doctor Strange's one would have probably maybe won, though. If it wasn't yeah. for Morbius. Um, Black Adam's one with Superman being uh, Amanda Waller's bitch. Yep. That was bad. But yeah, uh, Doctor Strange, where it literally does the meme of, Hi, I'm Gumbo. I've jumped out of a portal. Come with me, Doctor Strange. And they jump into a portal. And all of the drama of the third eye still remaining on him is relieved because he just has a third eye and it's fine now. It still makes me so mad. Absolutely the worst things I've ever seen. (laughs) So... Does this right. mean we're doing the winner for the best movie adaptation? Oh, I was thinking of doing all the worst, then all the best. Oh, Because okay. we got to go through all the worst and then pick out the worst of the worst. Yeah, of course. All right, so what's up next? Then um, Up next is... Worst TV. The worst TV adaption. All right, well, runners up for the worst TV adaptation of 2022. We've got I Am Groot. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Blockbuster. I'm going to add one more. Yeah. Wednesday. Oh, you didn't like it. Did you watch it? No, I don't care. I watched. Neither um, did I. Uh, mom, my mom <laughs> wanted to watch it. Oh yeah, Blockbuster I watched 15 minutes of was bad, turned it off. That's fair. Um, I, I took the bullet and I watched the 25 minutes that was I Am Groot. And I hated it. <laughs> not because it's... Well, no, it is bad because it's not funny at all. But like, that movie... Well, that series of shorts has a budget that's probably quite high. Mm-hmm. Because it's all CGI and it's Marvel. They just throw money at things and it's mm-hmm. terrible and garbage. And, and Groot, no, not Groot, Rocket Raccoon is animated like a uh, like one of those meerkats from the, the meerkat <laughs> commercials that are only in Australia. Um, That's a shame. 
Yeah. So, and then Wednesday, I didn't watch it. I saw my mum watching it, so I saw like two minutes of it. I'm like, it's the girl from Scream. It's my, pretty cool. My mum wanted to watch it. She put it on. I was in the room. Yeah. We watched the first, probably again, about 15 minutes of it. Uh, there was a character who, because, you know, Wednesday's the goth. Yeah. Um, there was a character who was like, oh, this is my roommate, Wednesday. And they were like, oh my God, you're black and white in real life. And I'm like, oh yeah, that that's funny. You know, it was something, some line like that. And they went, you're like a real life Instagram filter. And I went, and we're turning this off. And that's all I needed to know. Because that is one of the cringiest, like, I'm 50 years old. I'm a white man. I'm trying to write for teenagers. You know how you make that line work? What have I... It, you say it looks like a special effect. Mm. That was in something else I saw. It's like, oh, that's really weird. It looks like a special effect. Like I think it was actually effect. on a... Sh- it's on like a game show or something. They were sort of talking about a thing that happened. I don't know, but it looks like... A- don't say it's an Instagram filter. You God like real damn it. Instagram filter. Or Snapchat what? filter. One of the two. But yeah, Ugh. it was literally like... They had to name the... Oh, it was bad. I So yeah. did your mum hate it as well? Or was she on board? Oh yeah, or? she went, oh, this is garbage, huh? <laughs> Okay, like, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's all. Because I've heard really good things about it. People are going nuts. I just, I don't care about the Adam's Oh, it family. might be fine. I just couldn't deal with that line. Yeah. And it made a terrible first impression. That's fair. It was and also very con- like, oh, I'm actually just dark and edgy and no one understands me. Oh, well, that's, I don't want to be... That's, that's that character, isn't it? Yeah, but it's boring. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, I agree. Fun. But like, yeah, that's, um... You're and there's, 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 there's controversy because people don't like that, uh... Gomez, the butler or whatever, looks like the original Gomez. They're like, no, he's not Roll Julia. And we're upset. It's like, yeah, because he looks like the original cartoon. Mm. The original comic yeah, version or whatever. From back in the day, yeah, he's apparently enjoying playing the role. Yeah, but I've heard a lot of really good stuff and people are going nuts for it. I've seen the scene on Facebook where she's dancing. I've at seen, like oh, that's all I've seen, the dance and like, oh, not all I've seen, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was you know, she did a dance for sure. She's doing a weird dance, and I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So it what... might be fine, but I just couldn't deal with it. And now, what was the other one that we said? Um, worst TV. So we had oh, and Blockbuster. You said it was real bad. It was real bad. I watched That's a few right. minutes of it and couldn't do it. But the winner, the winner, and this is we're we're being, we're controversial today. This is a controversial one, but I don't know why mm. because this is the truth. And if you like this show, more power to you. You're allowed to like what you like, but actually you're an idiot. Actually you're <laughs> and dumb. Yeah. So the winner for the worst TV adaptation of 2022, I'm going to throw in most disappointing TV adaptation yeah. of 2022, is Game of Thrones House of the Dragon. Boy, it is laughable. Holy shit. At some points. I was it like, watch it, yeah. really atrocious. Watching it with, like, my mum, my brother, my mate, and I'm just sitting there, like, we're all, like, me and my mate and my brother, we're all just sitting, like, just cackling at how terrible it is. Mm. It's laughable. And mum was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, not good. But she wasn't... I think when, when I... Me and my mum watch things very differently. If I'm watching a bad thing, I'll be like, ha, 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 hilarious. I think mum just doesn't get in on that because she doesn't like um <laughs> like a, a raucous watching of tv and fair mm. um but my god 
like it started so good like i really enjoyed the first couple of episodes and then it just flies right off a cliff and into a ravine um it is truly atrocious and it's like the king dies every episode it was and so last funny. i saw is the king died and i don't even know if he's dead i know that he is because spoilers but i don't know if he's dead but he died every episode so who knows he dies every episode and he becomes like two-faced phantom of the opera at the end it's so funny oh boy oh it's just boring Character arcs happen off screen in time jumps and Every relationships just change on a dime. It was so frustrating because <laughs> it was like every episode was, um, okay, this is what happened to the characters in between. This is all the interesting stuff that happened. We're going to catch you up on that. This is how their character motivation has changed. Okay, time jump. Now, this is what happened to everyone in the meantime. This is where everyone's at. All right, have you got that? Cool, time jump. Okay, so this is where everyone's at. This is how they're all feeling. Have you got that? Okay, cool, time jump. Like, it just didn't mesh. Not at all. And a crazy thing, like, my my least favorite thing, I know that this is a book problem, mm-hmm. not a show problem, but it's a show problem because they didn't make any effort to change it. So many characters have the same name or a variation <laughs> of the same name as someone else. There is a scene... I think I've talked about this before. Yeah. But There's a scene where a character named Rainies is talking to her niece, who's called Raina, mm-hmm. and then her cousin named Rhaenyra comes into the scene. And Why would you I legitimately that? thought that the actor had just forgotten the character's name because it starts <laughs> on the character of Rainies, uh, the queen that never was or whatever Mm -hmm. and so she's in this courtyard and then she goes ah my darling niece rainies or whatever or like oh no Raina. and i'm like oh she just pronounced rainiera wrong because the actor was like an (laughs) idiot that day um and they didn't do a second take because whatever and it's a different character and then rainiera comes in and they all have a conversation i'm like you all have the same name (laughs) and all have like generally the same look like You've got long white hair. The only difference is two of you are Caucasian and one of you is not. Mm. And I'm like, do do better writing. Just change the character names or put yeah. two characters into one. There's a character and he's the sort of... I, I feel like this show is a parody because you've got Varys in the original <laughs> Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. He's uh, Varys the Spider. He's very, uh, um, like very sort of he has like a superior look to him and he's quite calm and um what's the term like like uh, is it affluent or something or Mm -hmm. i I know the word you mean yeah what i'm looking for where he's like he's uh he glides around and he's sort of always speaking in riddles and everything and Mm. he knows everything about everyone and he has a calm intimidating sense to him because he he knows what you did last summer or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a great way of putting it, yeah. Yeah. They have a character in this show who is supposed to be like this role of Varys where like he's he's like the whisperer, the uh he's supposed to be cunning and sneaky, and his name is like Claris. <laughs> <laughs> and 
he's like a parody character. You know, he's got like an injury in his leg, so he hobbles around creepily mm. on his uh, on his walking stick, and he just like hobbles into the scene. And you'll, I, I shouldn't describe it as that because it feels like I'm gonna upset someone, but that's the show. So he just like he'll sort of creepily sidle up to the main yeah. character with his cane and and be like, "I know what you did last summer. Oh, <laughs> I'm cunning." And there's a scene where he's talking to the queen on a boat, and he makes to leave like the conversation ends and it's like oh he's said something sinister he's gonna go off and prepare to do the sinister thing mm-hmm. and then he just stands there <laughs> and looks out to sea and it's, it's like because so he it's like oh this is a natural end point he'll walk off and go into his cabin or whatever to, to scheme but he mm-hmm. just kind of like touches her on the shoulder to go like goodbye and then just looks out and I'm like did you forget the blocking (laughs) and I'm like this is a parody character of a wonderful of a wonderful wonderful character in Varys but he's I I believe his name is Claris (laughs) something dumb Uh, like that the show rules maybe it's actually the best show but it somehow is carried by the wonderful Paddy Considine as the king. Oh, he's he's incredible. He's just incredible. But everything else is laughable. And then you've got like the villain dude with the eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> His name is is also Damon, or it's something. It's something that's too close to everything else. Yeah. Yeah, and he 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 looks like an anime villain. He's got like a big eye patch. And a creepy look in his eye, in his other eye, and he's like got the white blonde sort of Targaryen hair, and uh, and and Matt Smith is he's good in the show, but he gets around like whenever he's up to scheming, he's like got a scheming outfit that he yes. wears. The the what broke me was the the king's final speech before I assume he dies. I don't know. I haven't finished the show, um, where he's got all his family to dinner, and he does like the sitcom speech of hey we're all a little bit different but why can't you just all get together why can't you all just get along and it works yeah and it just works and all the like uh you've got rainer and what's her face um rainer and allison queen allison that's the one allison hightower is like uh oh i'm sorry oh i'm sorry too and it's like you have spent the past 15 20 years just hating and each other's each other and literally fighting each other and then one speech about why can't you just get along and it's all over and then by the end of the episode it's immediately undone and it's so funny it's so funny and then hopefully he dies (laughs) actually laughing out loud it was just oh yeah yeah yeah. so much of this show is laughing laughing out loud um there's a character there's, a, there's two characters, and it's a double, it's a dual role played by, um, can't remember the actor's name, but they basically, it's like the only difference is a beard that one guy has and the other doesn't, they're brothers. Isn't that, that's um, the creepy schemer guy and his brother. Oh, no, 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 no. Or maybe he's a creepy schemer as well, but, um. Wasn't it? I'm sure they were. He, he's in the, it's a cast member as well from the original Game of Thrones. He played, oh. um. He played the guy who gets killed by the mountain in the joust. Um, right, right, right. Never mind. Yeah, so he is this dual role. And the only difference is a beard that they that one of them has and the other doesn't. Hmm. But they don't spend enough time with each character separately so that you get to know what makes yeah. them different. 
and it's really dumb. So funny. I love it. Best show ever. Actually, worst TV adaptation of all time. Um, it's pretty bad. It's pretty fucking... And it's gotten weirdly great reviews. Yeah, everyone loves it. Everyone's like, oh my god, it's the best Game of Thrones. I'm like, it's probably the worst Game of Thrones. I think mm. this is worse than season 8 of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I will say that. I will say it because I was never yeah. laughing laughing at Game of Thrones season. I was like holding my head in disbelief, but I was never laughing at it like being incompetently made. Look, yeah, look. I, I don't know if I'm ready for that claim, yeah, but I'm, I'm here for it. I listen to the argument. We've got the worst video game adaption. Yes. So the runner-up, Gotham Knights. Oh, boy. Oh, it runs really poorly... The gear system is fucking atrocious and makes me yep. upset. Every yep. character design not done by Jim Lee <laughs> sucks balls. But at least they nailed the characters in the story. The show, the, the game could have been something. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was, it was really disappointing. The game just feels unfinished. It could yep. have been a lot better. It should be a lot better. But at the moment, it is one of the worst video game adaptions, I think, of the year. Yeah, probably. Um, is that your winner or your runner-ups? That's the runner-up, because the winner. Yeah. Oh, well, the other runner-ups, so I've got Multiverses, which is the fighting game for DC. I think you're looking at the best. Oh, I am. Because yeah, Gotham Knights is in there too. Sorry, spoilers. Spoilers! That was the reveal, you fucking oh. idiot. Remember? <laughs> That's the peek behind the curtain about how the sausage is made. Um, Dustin's reading the wrong list. You sure are. We're doing the worst. The the winner for the worst video game adaption. I mean, look, multiverses could probably also be on there. Got him. But uh, the winner is Avengers DLC. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because it is not good and really funny i haven't played it but i don't have to <laughs> it's like one of those the the Let's recently see. bucky barnes came out and his fighting is copied from captain america but captain america uses his shield in fighting so when when you look at bucky fighting he just has a lot of forearm attacks that look weird <laughs> because there's no shield i love it and then you got spider-man dlc where he uh looks like um he looks like like an idiot a harry high pants yeah because of the weird spider-man design he kind of just flops around as he swings it's and good it's stuff incredibly slow and the combat is still boring yeah what a terrible terrible game but what is the worst adaption of the year dustin the worst adaption of the year the worst adaption overall we're gonna take of the avengers dlc of house of the dragon of Morbius slash the after credit scene. What is the worst adaption of the year? I think. It's pretty obvious. It's Morbius. Yeah, I, I have to go with Morbius. It is one of the worst films ever made. That movie was shocking. It was astoundingly bad. Minus that one shirtless Matt Smith scene. Oh my god, have sex! Have, have sex. sex! Have sex! That's so good. What a great scene. But um, it's sad what? that Matt Smith is in two of the worst adaptions of the year. Yeah. Poor Matt Smith. 
Yeah, and one of the worst Doctor seasons. May, maybe get him back to Doctor Who and he can redeem himself. <laughs> yeah, but can, could he though? No, he just needs to do better stuff. Yeah. But yeah. House of the Dragon's getting weirdly good reviews, so I don't know, I guess. Morbius was just, it. it's shocking to me that that movie <laughs> turned out at all the way it did. It came out. Mm. It should have been of The Flash, because also just, Jared Leto is the worst. Just be better, Sony. Just be better. You know what's so great? Sony video games are on like a high at the Oh moment. my god, they're on another level. They're just getting all the good reviews. I didn't like God of War, but it's getting all the good reviews. And then movies are like... We don't know what we're doing. We're we're just sitting around, just throwing shit at the wall, (laughs) seeing what sticks, and then shooting it for some reason, making that into a movie. Isn't it funny that I think God of War 1 would win an award for better than the source material? Yeah. But God of War 2 would win worst worse than the source material probably that's dustin's most disappointing game of the year that's a real yeah. quick uh, quick quick award. award dustin's most disappointing game of the year god of war go back to the last episode and listen to my rant oh it's so bad <clears throat> it's yeah a shame. so shall well, we do the best well actually we've got the sneaky one in the middle ah yes of we course. have what is the most nothing adaption of the year the runners runners up, up. Oh, the most nothing we should describe is, boy, was it nothing. Boy, yeah. was, did it just not elicit a feeling, or did it not live up to... It was just me- middle of the road. It was the mid award. I don't yeah. want to, like, date it too much. It's the mid award. <laughs> so the runner's up for oh, Love, and, Love Thunder. and Thunder. Because you enjoyed it, and I fucking hated it, so we're calling it in the middle. It's, it's not a, yeah, it's not a, a good movie. It's for awful. Controversial one though, up next for runner up number two, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Just because it made me fall asleep. Yeah. And no movie that's fair. this year made me fall asleep. I thought it was okay, but it was yeah, fine. it doesn't really do anything for um <clears throat> for for me. It was really great at some points, really uncomfortable at other points. Oh boy, really yeah. Awful at a lot of points and at one point really sleepy yeah really boring just can't believe that you missed the queen dying that's amazing it was so funny that i woke up to just the queen shuri holding the queen i'm like oh oh some yeah. something just happened it's quite interesting um <laughs> Not even, next runner up this this you know black panther made me fall asleep and even Black Adam, the next runner-up, didn't make me fall asleep. Which this is could, crazy. This could also win most surprising, because it, while it was awful, while it was atrocious, while it was written, one of the worst written films of the year. Oh yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was entertaining, I, was I had bored. fun. No, not at all. The action was fun and stupid, and The Rock was over-the-top like, I'm a cool, stoic guy, which made him really boring, but also really, really funny. <laughs> this would be I, the... Oh, we should have an award. Oh, we're just thinking of awards for next year's. Yeah. The funniest <laughs> movie that wasn't a comedy. <laughs> like that, yeah, Black Adam, Black Adam. Black Adam really does... It doesn't bring anything new to the no. superhero genre or the comic book movie genre. It is maybe one of the most um, nothing. Yeah. Uh, it really would be if not for the winner. Oh, hang on! I'm I'm throwing a curveball. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. We what are said you doing? we wouldn't, what have but you I'm done? gonna. 
What oh, you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Kenobi. Kenobi should be on here. It should be a runner-up for most nothing. I disagree because I really loved it, but I also kind of agree because... I think it has... It, it shouldn't be the winner. It has, All of these yeah. runners-up have enough, like, traits one way or the other. Like, it's either too bad to be the most nothing, or it's yeah. too good to be the most nothing. Like, yeah. I think Black Panther is probably too good to be the most nothing film. Yeah. And Black Adam is too bad and too funny to be the most nothing. But it's still, like, middle-of-the-road meh. And that was Kenobi. Kenobi was so... I really enjoyed... I remember in the review, go back to it, I was listening, like, watching it yeah. week to week. I was really enjoying it. Couldn't tell you a thing that happened. Other than the cool flashback and the final battle between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, which was yeah. magic. That was incredible. Incredible. That was something really, really special and really great. Yeah. But the rest of the show deserves to be the most middle of the road, especially after watching how good Andor was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I Every, completely agree. I couldn't tell you a thing that happened from episodes one to five. The bit where they go to the Fortress Inquisitorius was really cool, but it didn't end with a lightsaber fight like it probably could have or should have, and that was disappointing. Kind of forgot that happened. Yeah, what, they were they the, what were they doing they go, there? They go the... to the Fallen Order place so he can rescue uh, Leia because she gets kidnapped for the third time. She does get kidnapped. Yeah, there you go. Oh, it has one of the worst chase scenes ever. Oh, boy. <laughs> Talk but... about getting given the volume on the day. Oh, <laughs> it also has Jimmy Smits, and that is good. He's wonderful. That's why it could not possibly win because Jimmy Smits is but amazing. I, I still think it's a runner-up. He, Oh, I believe that he actually is a is cast for end or season two. I'm pretty uh, sure he's going to be in it. Mm, give me yeah. more Jimmy Smiths. He just makes right. me happy when he's on the screen. So the winner for the most nothing adaptation of the year, and I think that this is compounded by more recent releases as well that mm-hmm. really make it worse or make it nothing. The winner is Moon Knight. Yeah, because what just and what a what a wonderful what a wonderful opportunity that Marvel had. Um, that is such a good way of putting that. To make something like completely unique and different, and mm-hmm. it starts out that way, and yeah, it gets pretty generic Marvel, and it ends pretty well. Um, but it's like it it should have been more episodes. Yep. And it, and you should have had better dialogue for your villain because Ethan Hawke's really good, but he kind of just put me to sleep in the third. But yeah, this is the one the this year that put me to sleep. Um, I fell asleep watching his, like, dialogue monologue yeah, to fair. the chick in the a third episode when they're in the cave, um, or the fourth episode, or whatever. Um, whichever it was, um, he's, like, monologuing to her. There were zombies in Marvel for some reason, um, and then I fell asleep for yeah. a good couple of minutes. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Um, it but it's the, like the Marvel formula. It had the big light in the sky... Yeah. The Marvel TV show formula of having a really great episode one and pretty good episode two, like really intriguing, really like, oh, what could happen? Then it was fucking boring. Yeah. Then a really good episode five out of nowhere, because I really liked that one where they were in his mind. Yeah, that was good. And then I think the terrible finale. Yeah, I think the thing that bothered me the most is, like, he was never really Moon Knight. No. Like, he would suit up every now and then, but he was never doing Moon Knight sort of vigilante yeah, yeah, no, stuff. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It was all about him trying to get away from that. It's like, no, I want the show about him as Moon Knight. <laughs> Actually, um, no, why, why, why isn't Moon Knight in this? 
Yeah, and it's very nothing because the Marvel special presentations came out recently. So you had Werewolf by Night and you had uh, Guidance of the Galaxy Hollow special, which I enjoyed both of them. The holiday special was cheesy as fuck, but that was the point. It was yeah, kind it was of terrible, really but insane, I liked but it. It's like, the good thing about these is they go for 40 or 50 minutes or whatever. It's like, yeah. Moon Knight could have been a 50-minute special. Oh, and it'd be incredible. Now, yeah, it's like a Moon Knight comic I've heard of, which I really want to read. Um, and it's part of a Warren Ellis's run. <laughs> where Moon Knight has to get to the top of, like, a building complex, like a like an apartment building or whatever, like mm. a skyscraper. He has to fight his way up through all these dudes. Oh, yeah. Make that the Moon Knight special presentation. It's just him doing a vigilante thing, and we just get introduced to him, and we learn about the character through his actions and through, like, what he's doing there. Because you don't need origin stories anymore. We know that. Um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can just drop a fully formed character in and then explore them um, like the Batman did or whatever. But it's like, just have Moon Knight doing a Moon Knight thing. And explore <laughs> all of the stuff that the show took six episodes to explore. You could do it in 50 minutes mm. through a big prolonged sort of action thing. And it's like, oh, you get to explore what his weapons are. You get to explore his relationship to Konshu. You get to see the different personalities or whatever, or the different identities, because um, you, it's like maybe he, he gets to a room and is like, Oh, I don't understand any of what's in here. But then Steven comes out. And totally he's, agree. He's Mr. Knight and he's like, oh, actually, this is how we do it. Because I'm really smart where Mark isn't, or whatever. Um, that would have been fantastic, but it's just so nothing because it it doesn't go anywhere. Um, and it could have been so interesting and different and unique, but it's just not. Yeah, I think th- this could also be like the wasted potential. Yeah. Award, you know, it was just ugh. could have been better. Yeah. So, okay. anyways, rant over. Best that is yeah. Video game adaptation of the year. I mean, it's up to you. We can do. I, I think we should do best movie. Let the same order. Best movie, oh, okay, cool. best TV, best video game, and then finally, what is the best adaptation? Of the year, the final award, the best adaption of the year. But first, the best movie adaption. The runners-up. Now, look, there probably weren't that many great movie adaptions this year. Yeah. Because the runner-up, we kind of cheated. We've got Werewolf by Night, which I'm counting. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't think it's the winner, but I really, really enjoyed it. I like Marvel doing different stuff. Like I've just gone on a rant about for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> do special presentations, do short things that explore yeah. stuff. And it was really good. I liked all the characters and black and white sort of horror type film. Fantastic was a pretty idea. clever choice. And Man Thing was awesome and the action sequence was pretty goofy and fun and I liked it. It was, it was a lot of fun. <clears throat> the next one would probably be Chip and Dale. Up, yeah, up next, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Um, I'd never seen the original show, but I watched this movie just like on a whim. Um, it was really fun. And it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Have you seen it? Or I've seen most of it. Ah, okay, cool. I really, yeah. really enjoying it. Really, really entertaining. Quite wholesome. The way they handle all the cameo nonsense that is the norm now was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was over the top, but it like goes over over the top. Yeah, it's like and like Ready Player One and Space Jam are cringy. This was yeah. I think everything everyone knew what 
they were about. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just, oh, here's Rick and Morty for the sake of Rick and Morty. It was more just like, oh, yeah, this this is, this is has a point. Yeah. To this it was cameras. just really clever. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, and also, it's like, the way they kind of take the concept of cartoons in real life. Well, it's like, well, now it's in the modern day, so you've got CGI t- cartoons in real life as well. And you can get the CGI surgery or whatever. And I'm like, that's cool. There is um, one weird thing. Liked it a lot. Even yeah. the 2D character was CGI. Yeah. Did you hear about that? No. What? So they didn't animate. Uh, oh, they didn't hand like, animate. I don't remember which one. Chip is 2D and Dale is 3D or vice versa. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm going to say Chip is 2D for the sake of it. Um, yeah, Chip is 2D animated, except yeah. he's not. It's just a 3D model made to look 2D. Oh, okay. Which is a very weird... Like they couldn't it's like even a Roger shorthand Rabbit. way of doing it. Yeah, that's though. I've have not seen Roger Rabbit, but I've seen stuff about the production of that movie. Oh, it would be incredibly insane. Incredible. It's a whole lot of like practical effects mm. that they then put over. cartoon characters into, and it's a lot of <clears throat> um like a trick sort of because uh, there's like a cartoon waiter in a scene or whatever, so mm. they had to build a plate that could float through the air that you could then and you know it's supported by like a thing that then gets painted out but it's like a lot of trick photography and then animate a cartoon in there carrying the plate it's all stuff like that so i can understand why they didn't um it's just like weird it's just weird yeah it is interesting that it was like a 3d model and not just a not a 2d character animated Mm. um digitally but it's interesting um but yeah anyways odd but that's one of the runners up the next one was your yeah it's pretty much the only reason that maybe this isn't the winner i mean i don't know the winner's pretty fucking good but and you probably know what the winner is already yeah i Uh, already uh three thousand years of longing yeah just a wonderful film um haven't read the book so i don't couldn't speak to if it's a really great adaptation but like as a film, I saw the adaptation of a book. I thought it was really fantastic. But it can't possibly win <laughs> because the best movie adaptation of the year... It was the Batman. It's the Batman. <laughs> it's, it is like... Adaptions don't always mean... And this is like a bad thing that's come out in the last 10, 15 years, which I don't mm. like. Of adapting it means that it has to be one-to-one. Mm. No, it doesn't. Look at the Batman. It's incredible. It takes what works about Batman... And just does its own thing. It adapts and it changes. Riddler being a creepy Twitch streamer, like, extremist. Incredible. That worked, yeah. Incredible choice. The only thing I don't like about the Batman is the Riddler's costume. I wish it was a bit more fun. But, um... Riddler's costume. I feel like it works for this Batman story. But if we see him again, I'd like to see him in something more fun. And it's like, next time we see a supervillain... Mm-hmm. I don't want them to go this route. Um, the only thing I don't it's... like about the Batman is the Joker. Oh, I wish yeah, the Joker that's... could have been a guy. That's pretty dodgy. He doesn't need to be um, scarred. Just make the Joker a guy. Make the yeah, make the Joker a guy. Um, but, but yeah, yeah the Batman perfect, spectacular. It it, uh, it doesn't compromise on any of the things that make Batman Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, the action sequences are really fun. The Batmobile is incredible. The costume is incredible. Jim Gordon is incredible. One of the rare the like, superhero is incredible. movies where the superhero is the superhero most of the time. And he's the main character? Like, if there's a secret identity. 
Yeah. Yeah. He is, it's like, this is Batman. This isn't like, oh, we see mostly Bruce Wayne and then Batman rocks up when it's time to be Batman. It's like, he no, never, he's Batman. He's never taking his mask off when he's Batman. Yeah. Unlike Marvel movies. Um, it doesn't have to. He's just, he's Batman. Because he's Batman. And it's like, he fully is Batman. You completely believe that Bruce Wayne is a lunatic <clears throat> who has been doing this for ages. He needs to sort of break the cycle and do something different. And Robert Pattinson is, oh my god. Robert Pattinson's the best Batman actor. Yeah. Um, in live action, I should say. 100%. 100%. He nails it. Nails it top to bottom. What a wonderful, wonderful film. <laughs> Anyways, is, moving is incredible. on. Sorry, yeah. Oh, moving on, uh, yes, to... The best have... TV adaptation of the year. The best TV adaption of the year... We have the runners-up, Miss Marvel. I just thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's just an entertaining, wholesome teen sort of adventure. Yeah, it was just really good. I mean, it still suffers from the Marvel, like, you know, the regular Marvel stuff, but it's fucking mm. fun. Yeah, it was really, really entertaining. Uh, up next, we've got Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I didn't watch it, but... You said it was really good. After having read through the Matt Fraction Hawkeye comics, um, Mm -hmm. that the show is like heavily sort of inspired by, um, I can confidently say this is probably this would be my winner if not for the winner. Um, Right. Hawkeye was really, really fantastic. I just think it's a lot of fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's a nice Christmas adventure. You should watch it now because it's Christmas. So I should watch it now. I might watch it. Yeah. Um, it's like got a lot of really nice vibes. There's like a really great bit where Hawkeye just hangs out with like some like <laughs> LARPers or whatever because he's trying to get some information, but he ends up having to spend the day doing LARP with these guys. That's fun. And he actually does have fun. Like he's like grumpy about it at first, but then he's having fun. <laughs> and it's really good. I'm like, Hawkeye's always been such a boring character in these films. This show finally breaks that spell and he's really entertaining um and like, I like oh, it. Wow, Kate yeah, Bishop. you're actually interesting yeah yeah can't talk about hawkeye without talking about kate bishop because Haley steinfeld is just perfect in that role and i am yeah absolutely happy with the show <laughs> anyways up next she hulk she hulk very good very good stuff very good stuff very uh interesting very different finally um weird weird sitcom <laughs> Oh, it, it was shook. great though. The finale it was, was great. Yeah, the finale is one of the best. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Also, she fucks Daredevil, and that's amazing. She had such sex with Daredevil; it was good. She fucks more in that show than any other character in the MCU. Like, has yeah. in the MCU? I mean, yeah, no, that's true. That's absolutely yeah. true. Because really he was so sexless. My favorite moment of the year was in Miss Marvel, when when they go, like the, oh the God, lady meets, so she meets the guy, and then they they go into the house and they kind of talk, and it's like it's cute and everything, and then she looks into his eyes, and then they cut to nine months later and they have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even try to frame up a bed in the background particularly well. They're just like, and they met. And a child was appeared. Hey, do you want to know the worst thing that I just discovered as a quick aside? Yeah. Turns out, uh, and you will have 
I'll, I'll put this at the beginning as well as an apology. Um, turns out my mic wasn't working at all, and this has been recording from my computer microphone. Oh no! So I might sound terrible this episode, but we've already oh, recorded for no. two hours, so yeah. I'm not gonna like restart it. <clears throat> oh let's boy! Just, let's just see how it sounds in the edit. Let's and, see how it goes. Uh, fingers crossed. Otherwise, you won't be hearing this, and I really don't want to have to record all this again. Holy shit! Wouldn't that be funny? That'd be amazing. Oh well. Anyway, crossed. The next um, one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, that's so neat. back to the show. Back to the show. Yeah, I'll put that at the start as well. Fuck. Next one up for best TV adaptation of the year. Mm-hmm. Runner-up. Rings of Power. Rings this of is a power. controversial one because racists and bigots exist, and that therefore it's a controversial opinion. I didn't watch um, it because I'm a racist and a bigot, so exactly. I, can't, I can't comment, but, you know, it's probably fine. Yeah, there was a bit where I was watching the show, I think I've talked about this before, I was looking at some of the costumes, like, wow, these, like, peasant costumes are dirty and they look like shit. <laughs> right, and right, then right. I'm like, And then I'm like, wait a minute, but that's what they look like in Lord of the Rings in those films. Because those films are built on the ideology that that peasants in medieval times are dirty and look like shit, which isn't true. Mm, mm, mm. They were dirty, but they didn't look like shit. Um... <laughs> They were less dirty than believed to be. So I'm like, <laughs> no, they were gross and yuck, and I hate them. Yeah, so I was just like, oh well, this just looks like Lord of the Rings, <laughs> and I was so happy because like at first I'm like, oh, those peasant costumes really disappointed. They could have done a lot better. And then I'm like, holy shit, it looks like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, so and like, there's all this great stuff. Like, there's these this great scene, like original Lord of the Rings, where they go into it like a bar, and there's just all of these like dudes drinking, and they're all very wrinkly, ballsack looking dudes. Oh, awesome! Um, yeah, Big so fan. they're all just like yeah, all old sort of farmers, and they're all wrinkly, and they're all like grimacing, like they're grimacing or whatever as they drink their ale, and they're <laughs> all like they're all smoking, and it's like real you know, dingy and awful, and it's, like, heavily contrasted <laughs> with the hobbits who are, like, fun and clean and happy and, like, they're kind of walking, it's, like, this awful, awful place. Um, and they capture that in Rings of Power really, really well. There's, like, a scene in a tavern and everyone, like, all these human men are just, like, really uh, wrinkly and old and depressed and they're all just drinking and the, the place is filthy I'm like and that really contrasts quite heavily with the elf character who comes in I'm like that's awesome really and just a really great show overall uh, hmm. but not the winner um, what's up next Jack oh what is up next what's up next is Peacemaker what a wonderful show it was just a lot of fun I haven't finished it but I was enjoying what I was watching yeah it's good fun. And John's again, John Cena. He's just great. Hold on. Suicide the Suicide Squad came out last year, didn't it? Like yeah. in August or something. Yeah, otherwise this would have been a contender. Otherwise it would have been on here, yeah. What am I it saying? It would have been a um, solid contender. Yeah. Because that was yeah, a great, great film. And yeah, Peacemaker's a really, really wonderful follow up. Just really funny, really great costumes. Um mm-hmm. you know. Peacemaker doesn't Oh no, he does. His costume is the costume from the comics mostly. Pretty much. It's like it's pretty spot on. Yeah, and it's like, you can do it for a comedy, you can do it in a more serious film, um, and it was great. Just, John Cena's perfect. He's so much fun. Um, and, yeah, I loved it. But and the also winner. the Justice League rock-up, and it's really funny. Oh, that that is a shame that Ezra Miller's there, though. 
Yeah, uh, it's a really weird because I think Marvel filmed one of those cameos. I think they filmed. Yeah, they did. Um, Ezra they, they provide. It's like yeah, they filmed Ezra Miller. They provided the camera equipment in the studio, which is hilarious. Everyone loves James Gunn. Yeah. So the winner for the best is, TV once again something I haven't year. seen. However, you loved it, and I'm like willing to say, yeah, this is probably the best. Yeah, The Sandman, the best comic book adaptation I've pr- in terms of. A show that is one to one with the comic. Mm-hmm. This is the best one ever. Right. Um, better it doesn't. Watchmen. What? Yes, everything. Watchmen. Yeah, I, I I need to reread Watchmen or read it fully and then watch the film and probably hate it. But um, <laughs> it doesn't nail everything. It makes some changes. Some of them work. Some of them don't. Specifically, Patton Oswalt doesn't work. Mm. Terrible. Get him out. But. The episodes that really worked, where they just sort of nail the comic book story and sometimes go above and beyond, mm-hmm. amazing. So, like, there's an epi- there's a story in the comic where uh, the main character, Morpheus, the little god of dreams or dream, whatever, he... Uh, <clears throat> so, back in the 1500s, he, him and his sister, Death, were standing in a... Or they were hanging out in, like, a, in an inn, and the guy is, like, boasting about... Well, not even boasting, he's just like, hey, I don't think I should have to die. I don't want to die ever. And then he sort of tells his friends, you know what, I'm never going to die. And then Dream's like, oh, this will be fun. And him and his sister kind of make a little plan. And Dream goes over and goes, all right, if you're never going to die, I'll see you here in 100 years. And death takes away his ability to die. <laughs> oh. So that every 100 years they meet up and, like, have a sort of conversation about how the world has changed. Now, Dream's eternal, like, he's never going to die, but this dude is now immortal. And every 100 years when they meet, he's like, I don't think I want to die. I'm just, like, loving being able to experience all this different stuff. And they just adapted that story so goddamn perfectly. (laughs) And they dovetail it into another story, which is where uh, Death and Dream sort of go around to different people who are dying. Um, so they're two separate stories in the comic books. They put them into one episode together. Um, and so it's this story, yeah, where death visits all of the people. Like, it's like her doing her rounds, basically. And it's quite touching because, you know, it's all these people realizing that they're dead and everything. And there's um, quite an unfortunate one where, uh, like, so she's like talking to this dude playing soccer. Like, uh, so he kind of flirts with her because he, you know, she, she, he kicks a ball and, like, she, he sends it back at him really well. And he's like, wow, you're amazing at soccer and everything. He goes, oh, I hope to see you again sometime. She goes, yeah, you probably will. Um, and then they go and do the rounds. And then the last one they go to is this guy. It's like some hours later or whatever. Mm. And they come back and it's like, so the, the ball gets kicked out across the road and the dude runs for it. And in the comic, like it was very shocking and they did it really well in the show. Cause like he gets across the road and he's like, and then death is there. And it's like, Oh, I nearly got hit like a second later and I would have been gone. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, we got to go show you something. Um, <laughs> and it's amazing. I but like, that. yeah, but it's so like, oof and sad. And it's like, Oh, like this is a young dude who had so much life. But then there's like an old dude who's dying. Like he's like, I'm ready to go type of thing. And it's just like, they nailed some of the, like the stuff, like I said, the stuff they nailed, they got right from the comics are absolutely nail. And it's, it was really wonderful having just read the comic, then watching the show, then going back and reading the comic again. And I'm like, just amazing. And also Boyd Holbrook is in it. He plays, um, 
the Corinthian, who's like a demon. Um, or he's a nightmare and perfect casting. One of my favorite pieces of comic book casting ever. Um, also, um, Tom Sturridge, the guy who plays Dream, was really, really good. I, the way he's something speaks, I need to watch. Yeah. The way he speaks is exactly how I read him in the comics. That was really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, yeah, and then I can't remember the name of the girl who plays Death, but, you know, she was really, really good. Um, just just wonderful casting. Stephen Fry is in it. He's wonderful. Um, oh, Stephen Fry is always good. Yeah, so I can't, I won't talk about it much longer, but it's, yeah, just a really, really excellent show, except for Patton Oswalt. Um, That's a shame. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Anyways, so, up next. Next we have um, the the best video game adaption, which you ruined the joke. I did ruin the joke. The runner-up is Gotham Knights as well, because it did the Court of Owls really well, it did the characters really well, but everything else fucking sucks. Moving on, because I'm mad at you. <laughs> multiverses. Uh, multiverses. It was fine. It was okay. I was very excited for it, and then I downloaded it, and then I didn't play it. I played it for a bit. It was fine. So I'm sure maybe it is the best uh, adaptation of the year. Who knows? Um, the next runner-up... This Spider-Man one will shock Fortnite. you. <laughs> That's nuts. It's genuinely insane that Spider-Man Fortnite is like one of the best things about uh, you know superhero comic book gaming. Yeah, even better than uh, fucking Avengers. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so genuinely, genuinely good swinging mechanics. Changed the game. <clears throat> really I liked fun. him like following via the car. That was fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, but the best adaption of the year. Oh, the best yep. uh, video game adaption of the year. Much like our top 25 video game adaptions ever, it is won by Lego Star Wars. Skywalker Saga. Now, I still don't think this game is perfect. No. It's far from it, in fact. Yes. It is bad at some points. But, oh, it's great still. Oh boy, does it nail just Star Wars. It is a lot of fun. I've been playing through with my partner, and it is a great time. It's real good. Love it, love it, love it. It is. So it absolutely all it needs is, is some character creation and online yes. co-op. Beautiful. Hell Beautiful. Yeah. It also did much better than Gotham Knights uh, being able to be anywhere in the map. Yeah. And it not chugging at two frames per second <laughs> when you're five seconds away from each other it's very nice being able to play well, i played it all in single player pretty much mm-hmm. very nice being able to play a lego game in such high def oh it's really pretty some of oh, that is lost when you go insanely good though i will say that but that's as always you know they include the stickers um so if you get close to like an object mm-hmm. that has a sticker on it you can actually see the edge of the sticker so that's on the and Lego the, like, the seam of in the Lego and the seams character. on the heads and everything. Those are the kinds of, kinds of things that disappear in co-op. Yeah, okay, there you go. Just because like it needs to, you know, you're running two yeah. different instances of the game yeah. at that point, really. So I understand um, why, but it is like a that is something that you lose because in cutscenes, I thought it was just cutscenes that you could see the stickers uh, and the seams okay. in. Okay, but it, in no, the yeah, real, I played the game, a little yeah. bit single player. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, I don't need to buy all these Lego characters because I can just look at them in the game and they look insanely <laughs> they look so good. so pretty. 
Like, I don't need to buy Lego. No. Um, oh, it, I, it's I mentioned wonderful. it in person, but Morgan's started buying Lego, and it is going to be the end of our financial... Hell Any yeah. financial dream we have, poof, gone. Yeah. It's a shame. Mad respect. That's a good thing. Yeah. I had to stop myself. I've, I've banned myself from buying Lego. <laughs> and fair. Moment. Yeah, because I haven't built my AT-AT yet. <laughs> Best adaption of the year. Best adaption of the year. I've already talked about it. Point. It's pretty obvious. It's Batman. It's the it's Batman. Batman. It's the Batman. You couldn't. <clears throat> How could you not? You can't it's... go past it. Just everything about the Batman was nailed, more mm. or less. It's perfect. It's, an... it's near yeah. perfect. It's. I would. I would call it a masterpiece. Um, it is the best Batman film ever made. Yep. Or oh, the Dark Knight's pretty good, but. I'd put it's it up better there. than the Dark Knight because Batman is the main character. Oh, look, that's fair. Uh, the Dark Knight is the Joker movie, but um, it is the best Batman movie for sure. Yeah, it just—it's insane. And it shocks me every time people are like, "Oh, this movie sucked or it was boring." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Were you were we watching the same fucking film?" Yeah, it I love just that it was never a detective story. Stops. There is a point like genuinely well i started with one of my friends and he was like oh i need to pee can i pee yet i'm like no something's about to happen so yeah. what about now i'm like no something's happening now no something's happening. and i was like holy shit this whole movie something is happening yeah pretty much he had to run and like i found a point that is the least important but still pretty important yeah was the scene right before the batmobile but you chase. have to be quick because if you're not quick then you miss the batmobile, miss the batmobile. yeah so it's like that the whole film is just like everything is happening. You can't miss a minute. Yeah, absolutely agree. It's great. It is Best so good. Film adaptation, everything of the year. Best great. everything. And anyways, that, that is the end of the adapt pals for this year as well. Minus maybe I was thinking maybe you should just live tweet it. I think you should live tweet the on the adapt pals account if you're watching the game awards live. Live tweet. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if there's a lot to talk about, um, we could do an Adapter Pals a episode. Surprise but I think... episode. I reckon uh just live tweet it. Yeah. My anger at God of War if it wins. <laughs> it can't. Elden Ring. It'll um, go to Elden Ring, but it should go to Stray. Anyways. Um... <laughs> Stray was a nightmare to control. Um If they want to find you, Dustin, where could they find you? If you want to find me, I am on Twitch. I'm Dustin, aka Dustin on Twitch. I also have an email that's called DustinCaldwellTwitch at gmail.com. And that's it. Yeah. If you want to find me, twitch.tv slash a forgotten donut or at Twitter at a forgotten donut. Follow me there. Listen to my bad opinions. It's good. Watch me on Twitch. It's a good fun. But if you want to find the podcast, if you want to let us know, what your favorite adaptions and least favorite adaptions of the year are, you can message us at AdapterPals on Twitter or at AdapterPalsPod at gmail.com. We will be back probably late Jan, early Feb. That's usually when, yeah. we're, when we do it. Yeah, I reckon that's when we'll aim to be back. Yeah. And uh, have a wonderful have a wonderful holidays. Have a wonderful holidays and whatever year and all that stuff. Or if you don't celebrate, that's fine too. You just have a good December Jan. And now, I do believe that I hear a theme coming in, and we won't hear it again for a good couple of months. Aww. So just re-listen to every episode if you miss it. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye, we love you. Well, sorry about the month.
Lovely. Let's go then. Hell yeah. Alrighty. Hello, hello, and Whoa, welcome what? to Adapter Pals! <laughs> that was a funny thing I wanted to do. I'm not actually gonna do that. You can do it. I just wanted to I just wanted to <laughs> It's so wrong! <laughs>